quit a job, ever redefined yourself within one, never started something in one big or failed. Quit is a call-in show, hopefully helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, start something new, kick their crummy corporate jobs to the curb, start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. I just listen to this song. I love this song. And just let it play. Let the whole thing play out. It's a beautiful song. I mean, it gets you, you know. It gets you all pumped up. It gets you all pumped up. The voice of the woman you're hearing is Hattie Cook. She's my uh, account manager and producer here. She stops in and she's going to be on the show. How are you? Hi. How are you? Last week's episode, you were not here. Robin was here. She did a great job. But uh, we missed you. So welcome back. She's going to be watching chat room and And looking up area codes. Looking up area codes. (laughs) Also back back in the studio. Hello. Shlok. Hey. Shlok Vadia. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm good. You sound good. You're on a different mic, but it's, it suits your voice. Thank you. And also, I, we have a brand new guest today. Never been here on the show. He works in the building. I just found him working in the building one day. Yeah. And he came you know, in. Asking Michael, for coins. Any change? Right. You got yeah. change. I'll, I'll do some work. All right. I can work. Michael Kimenish. Yeah, that sounds really good. Did I get it right? Yeah, I mean, you know, normally no one ever does it wrong, but okay. um, <laughs> such an easy last name to say. It is. And uh, he, he has a number of businesses. We're only going to be talking about some because some are relatively covert, which is funny because Shlok himself was in covert operations for m- many years. Something like that, yes. It's true. Isn't that what you did? <laughs> kind of. Like, so if you're walking down the alley at night, you know you're being watched and you stop and to tie your left shoelaces, that means kill the guy. <laughs> and if you tie your right shoelaces, that means interrogate the guy. And if you put your hand through your hair like this, that means cancel, call off the operation, abort, abort, abort. I wear flip-flops and hats now. So. Right. Do you ever worry that uh, they're going to come back after you, tie a blue sense? I saw Munich and um, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, when you were out there, when you were overseas, <laughs> when you're on these kind of operations. Yes. Uh, do you ever see any action? No, I never did any of that. I mean, I know we're on the air and you can't really say it. Can't. But... How about this? Go like this if you killed someone. I'm tying my left shoelace <laughs> at okay. the moment. <laughs> and by the way, we have, uh, we have a, a system in place here. Hattie, I'm going ch- to change it right now because I can't be trusted with, uh, without a, a beverage if it doesn't have a lid on it. I know. So Hattie has taken away the drink because every time I spill it, so he the spills sig- it on everything. The signal that I need a drink is this: put that coffee down. Okay, so if you hear that, that means I need a drink. Okay. And it's seltzer water you made Soda Stream. I did. All right, but it's, for it's delicious. Special times. Thank so you, Hattie. Th- this week, uh, I wanted to talk about something. People, people seem to still think Hattie because of the name of the show. They think it's about one of two things. They think it's either about you. It's about quitting your job, and people say I, I'm not interested in the show because I don't want to quit my job, or I love my job, or I love my job. It's not necessarily about that. And the second thing is they think it's an anti-smoking show, which it's, I guarantee you is not. <laughs> if anything, you should listen to the show and then you should start smoking. But it's neither of those things. This is a job, this is a job or a show uh, about stopping the thing that's not making you happy and starting something that could make you happy. And of course, it's in the context of careers. It's in the context of work. Because this is what we spend so much of our time doing. We spend so much of our time working. And uh, maybe too much time working, right, Hattie? It's okay. possible to spend too much time working. It is. And uh, apparently that can be unhealthy for people. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit too. Hattie, the other day, 
uh, said, Dan, on the show, on the Quit Show, you said you don't think it's possible to find uh, a work-life uh, balance. You said you said that on the show. I said, I said that. You did say it on and the show. You said, yeah, I said it on, on the show. Okay. And I, I had to really think about that. You said, you said to me, I believe it is possible. So that's something yes. I would like to try and talk about. I also believe that it's different for each person. Some people may enjoy a, a balance of work and play. But you're saying it's but possible. It's and apparently work. I said it was not possible. So yes. I would like to talk about that on the show. We've already got callers uh, lined up waiting, waiting to talk. But let me read out the number. You write it down. It's 512, area code 512-518-5714, number to da. We've got plenty of uh, lines you can fill up. We've got four or five calls already banked up, but that doesn't matter. You, we can have as many people as we want. And we have calling call screening stuff enabled, but we don't have a right. person that I can dedicate to do that yet, but I, think, I will. I think, I think, I think we want, should have Moises do that from his house. I think so, too. Also, I think that they would like the live stream on the phone. Is that possible? The live stream is on the phone. They are not hearing it on hold while they're on hold. They don't hear it right now? No. Oh, you know why? And. Because I got to hit that thing. I got to hit the button. Do we do the live tweet too? Oh my gosh. Do I have to do everything? I guess. I can. I just. All right. Now they can hear it on hold. Now they can hear it. Now they can hear it. Okay. Now they can hear the show. And yes, I'll do the tweet. Because that's important. There's all, all kind of little things I have to do, Michael, that you're getting to see now. You just check mail. That's your main job is getting mail. Every time I talk to you, you're like, I wish I could get the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got the day's mail. And then when you go out of town for a week, the mail piles up in piles your office. Piles up and we office. look at it. And- yeah. Because everyone who walks out in and out of the building, they look right in and they see in your office, there's this mail growing pile on the floor. Yeah, it starts... Um- you know, propagating. We're going to see, I like, I think, do you think, how do we get everyone one of these? Or do you think we can get everyone one of those? Cause I, I do like those. I like the sound of that. How, didn't I use that one? You did the very first day that you were in the very first day we recorded something. You used the, I mean the uh, sure SM seven B really, it's a really good mic. N- I don't think I had two of these at the time in here. Did I? Well, I don't remember. Who knows? You just get a whole bunch of 58s. Well, that's what the president uses. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. All right. So for uh, for those who don't know, this show, we, we take calls. And that's what I want to start. We've already got some people waiting. Hattie, area code 206. Are you looking at the Ansible right now? Yes, I am. I have. I think that... You want to try editing them this time? Yes. I, I, mean, I, I hope. It, I'm scared it's going to cut them it off. It did cut, cut them off If before, you get cut off, that's that. my fault. And I'm sorry. Right, and well, just call right back. What's area code 206? We'll start with them. I, I mean, I have topics, but I, I want to start with a call. Let's just jump right in and start with a call. Seattle, Washington. All right, Seattle, Hi Washington. There. Hey, how are you? Good. It's Virginia and Seattle. How oh, are you, Virginia and Seattle. Virginia we love Seattle. Virginia. Let me tell you, he's smiling because he remembers Virginia. I was there. Virginia, <laughs> was there. Virginia called in and, uh, and she said that she's got this side business that she likes doing and maybe she's not sure if she could take it and turn it into something full time, turn it into her own business like Mike's done. And I said, of course you can. Of course you can do that. She said, well, I'm, I'm a contractor. And uh, I'm not sure that I want to, uh, I'm not sure that I want to leave the contract yet, but it's going to end and maybe then, and then all of a sudden, what happened, Virginia? What happened? Well, um, about a week after I called and you got me all fired up to quit, but I was still kind of freaking out about leaving the contract. They decided not to re-up my contract. I think I had been such a slacker 
and like so not interested and so jaded that my performance wasn't that great. And so they voluntarily ended the assignment, which actually is kind of great because I can technically file for unemployment and have a little bit of help with cash flow while I get things started. So I have officially quit now and no longer have to call you from like, you know, under a stairwell. I'm at my home office now. So pretty great. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, first of all, congratulations on being fired. Thanks. And you know what they say when, uh, <laughs> yeah. when, when one door, uh, when one door closes, another one opens, but you'd already had this one kind of opening. Can you, so now is it possible for you to say, oh, I don't care if you pimp your, your new thing. What is the new thing? Why don't you, because I know you're talking oh, to Hattie totally. about sponsoring mm-hmm. another show. So as long as that yeah, this doesn't yeah, cancel I mean, that I, out. No, no, not at all. It definitely doesn't. Um, because I think uh, your frequency listeners will, will totally help me out too, um, if I can afford an ad spot. But it's online dating consulting. So it's a little, a little weird. I get a lot of eyebrow raises when people hear that or read my business card. But I, I kind of help people who are single navigate online dating and have a less sucky experience and meet better people. Um, and I love it. It's really fulfilling and fun. That's how I met my husband and how I helped a bunch of my friends meet there now. But how much can you really charge for that? Yeah. How much can you charge for that? So that's the tricky thing. I used to charge really way too low and now I'm about a hundred dollars an hour. And usually it's a two hour consultation and it turns out I'm pricier than everyone else in the city who hasn't gone out of business. Um, so I don't know how much higher I can go, but I've been working on a book for years and I think that book sales and um, possibly some like webinar type stuff will help out. I, I've been feeling it out on app.net and Twitter and like a lot of people have kind of chimed in with ideas for how I can grow this and make more money in a way that scales while not having to you know, hire a bunch of other people because it's a really personal thing and I don't know that I could farm out a whole lot of it. Yeah, because I mean, it's something like, when people do online dating, you know, they're either using a free service like OkCupid or Plenty of Fish or they're paying something that's like $30 a month. So I don't know if they'd be willing to pay that much for, uh, for you know, consultation. Do you have customers now, Virginia? Are there people who are, who are calling you up or are you just you're so new and starting out that there's nothing happening yet? Well, I do. But it, historically, it's really been referral based. Like it's just basically friends of friends have, have gotten people in touch with me. So I think my biggest year was 2012 and I averaged like a client a month. So it was pretty light, but it's not like I've never done it before. Um, I just haven't spent money on advertising before. And I I actually technically need to change the name of my business for annoying legal reasons. So I haven't, I haven't dumped money into advertising yet until I get that sorted out. But I think it's okay because it's a one-time cost. Um, it's not quite as bad as like how naturally how many charges you, you know, every six months, every three months, whatever it is. It, they tend to part with that money feeling like it was really well spent, much better spent than say the sign up fee for doing eHarmony for a year. So most of my, I don't have too many clients who feel like it wasn't worth their dollar. Okay. So two questions. One is, uh, is this something that's focused in Seattle or is it uh, national or international? And second is Schloke single. How could you help him? <laughs> Well, he can definitely get in touch with me. Tell him to look me up. I actually registered VirginiaInSeattle.com with Squarespace with your sponsorship. Uh, nice. After you, you said that so many times on my first call. So okay. he, can, he can track me down. Um, I'll definitely help him out, um, probably for, you know, the five-by-five five discount. But um, <laughs> I, I, I used to do it only in Seattle. I used to do it. Um, so what, I mean, I really how does this work? Shlo gives you a call. On the, he gives you a call on the phone. And you sit down on the, on the phone with him for an hour and like coach him, tell him how to meet girls. I mean, what, what is this? How does it work? So it works so much better.
better in person. That's why I really preferred to keep local clients. But now that there's so much better tech to do this, when I started doing it, it was 2007. And like people didn't really have smartphones yet. And now everybody has an iPad, everybody has FaceTime. It makes it so much easier. Video chat is awkward for like the first five minutes and then you kind of ease into it. So I've done a lot of video stuff that works way better than phone consultation. So I'm much more open to doing um, remote work now. And that I think is really going to broaden my horizons. I, it takes about two hours. I, I get to know folks for about an hour. I ask him a bunch of super personal interrogating questions. And then how do you find somebody in Shlok's been Shlok, interrogated. Shlok's is an interrogator and he's a, he's a, <laughs> right, right. a human lie detector is how he's known in Austin. Right. How do you find a, a nice girl for him in Austin so he can finally settle down? I mean, how no, do you find think, someone in Austin? Do you just rely on the fact that someone, I'm just very curious about this business, Michael, hold on. He's trying to rush me off. Down. He's trying to rush me off the phone with you. How do you? Well, you, you know, I'm scared to talk to you, Dan, because I'm scared you're going to rush me off the phone, and I wouldn't blame you. You've got a lot of callers. No, I'm not rushing you off anywhere. We go way back. <laughs> know, In fact, you can stay on, and I'll take other callers, and you can just stay on the line. <laughs> uh, okay, that way I don't have any lag in the stream. <laughs> that's right. So, the, I, so you're gonna. So Schlo calls up. He's from Austin. He's looking for a nice girl in Austin. You just get a hope. A nice girl in Austin calls you, and you can match him up. Or what? What do you do? Do you then start combing the the boards and start interviewing and, and, and making sure these girls, and then you f- pick the one so he doesn't have to do the work or what? No. So I, that's very much not what I do. That's more like a matchmaker. And I, I struggle a lot with the perception that that's what I do, but I'm, I'm not great at that. I, I don't understand um, the science of matchmaking. I'm very impressed with people who are capable in that area. I really help more with the writing and the online dating. Right. Process. So you're like the so content like creator people- for the profiles. Oh, but not just the creator. And there's a fine line there, too, because I, I don't like to ghostwrite them and I don't like to manage their communication. But my typical client is somebody who tried online dating, had a crappy experience and comes to me with like a pretty crappy profile. And is like, why isn't this working well? And I go through it with them and I teach them how to write basically the same things better, how to tweak what data they're sharing and omitting to sort of get a better set of search matches, how to, you know, post a more flattering picture. Like I'm pretty good at right, telling you whether gonna, people are, are attractive. Okay. Virginia, know, Virginia, Virginia, you're yeah. going to be able to make a full-time living doing this. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. I have two suggestions on that. Uh, one, you know, what you're describing is a consultancy and it's cool that you're talking right. about a book. I mean, it's amazing. You're talking about a book. That's exactly what you need to do is a lot of content creation, a lot of what's called content marketing, get yourself out there, do the, you know, you need to Google the term information product. You need to consider an affiliate system because you are relying on referrals, um, all that kind of stuff. And then this thing can zoom. It's going to take you some time, but it's, you've got the right mindset. You've clearly got the skill set. Go right. Oh, thank you, you guys. So the key, I, I the key for him is, okay, listen, for, Virginia, I'm going to let you hang on here. I'm not going to hang up on you. You just, <laughs> you just hang back and listen. Cause I got to, I got somebody who's uh, here from Manitoba. <laughs> We're going okay. to talk to you from Manitoba. You. So you just sit. You just sit there and hang back. We'll talk to you. Just hang on. Okay. All right. Is that right, Manitoba? It is Winnipeg, the uh, home of the free coffee. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's where where they were talking about uh, the pay it forward thing. Is that where they were doing that? It is. Yeah. Tim's. Yeah, Tim's. Tim's. Good Did you old, good old Timmy. So this is the story. And in case you didn't listen to the frequency this morning, we t- there was this thing that happened out at Timmy's. Out in, uh, well, that's what they call it. Tim. Tim Hortons, right? And mm-hmm. you, you go, th- they, were, they went through a drive-thru 
And uh, the guy in the drive-thru said, I'm going to get the coffee for the, the guy behind me. I'm going to buy it. And when that person got up to the window, they said, I'm going to get the coffee for the person behind me. And this went on for two hours and they served almost 300 people. Were you in, were you in the line, Manitoba? Uh, I wasn't, no. Um, but it's kind of, uh, if you live here in Winnipeg or in Manitoba, it's, it, it's a typical thing. Like you'd be like, yeah, no, that sounds about right. What's the population like? So over it's, not, it's not surprising to us, but yeah, how many people are, are live there in Manitoba? What's your name, by the way? Uh, it's it's uh, John underscore Funk. Oh, it's, it's John. It's John. So what what, what story I do you we'd have? Find him. See, this is Hattie. This is what we're starting to run into now. This is what you call the chronic. Okay, so if you ever listen to talk, <laughs> not the pod chronic. No. It's a different kind, Schlope. Sorry. Why would he immediately think that? Because it's Schlope. Well, well, I mean, before Shulk's the pre-show, right. you were uh, Dub Benjamin, so... Uh, That's right. So in yeah. here's the way it works. When you get into this routine where you get, you get a call-in a call show, you get to people who, who love the show, which I'm very thankful for, and then they call in, and somebody calls in, and like they, they enjoy it, so they, uh, they call in again, and then they call in again, <laughs> and that's called a chronic. And without those people, you just don't have a show. So I'm glad to, that you're here, John. So what's what's going on with you? What uh, news do you have for us today? What update? You're you're independent. You're an independently uh, freelancing or uh, whatever it is you do. Your design stuff. I am. Yeah. And uh, um, one thing I want to touch on really quickly because uh, you mentioned previously that this was going to be about like uh, opportunity. Yeah. And well, um, you know what made me start thinking about John is last week we had a guy on the show. And the guy uh, said that uh, he was he was being let go. Was he being let go from his job? He was being let go from his job or something like that. And then uh, he found out, maybe he wasn't being let go, but he found out that the company that he was working for had lost a contract. But the contract was a, a published thing. It was a published thing. So he went and he said, I'll get this contract. I'll start up a business around this contract, Right. And and he'll make a whole company and a business, and he'll get the contract. He'll do it, and he did it, and that launched his whole That's business awesome. opportunity. That's really awesome. Really awesome. And I said, so you stole the contract? He said, no, I don't like to use the word stealing. <laughs> the other company lost it. The other company lost it. Yeah. He went and he got it. I acquired. So yes. That's what made me start thinking about this topic, John. Acquired. What have you been doing? That's very enterprising. What I think is kind of interesting about the opportunity thing is, and, and to go to what Virginia was talking about, is um, it's funny how so often – uh, something bad can happen, and then some good stuff comes out of it, like you were talking about uh, before. With like everyone says, "Why well, I quit my job, and I've never been happier." Right. And uh, I don't recall who it was that was uh, that I'm, I'm quoting here, but um, one of the statements was made at some conference at a, like an Ivy League school or something like that. And uh, one of the students asked this uh, this seminar speaker, "Well, if you could give people one bit of advice, um, or..." or What's the the main differentiating thing you see um, between people who are successful and people who aren't? And uh, the statement that he made that kind of stuck with me is that they they figure out how to um, how to win, or to, like take something out of a situation. So you can have an opportunity where like it might be a loss. You're like, well, I lost my job, or you know something happened, or I'm late for something, or whatever. Um, but if you can find a way to to kind of twist that or to take something out of out of the experience, then you're always coming out a little ahead. Now, that's really good advice. Virginia, yeah. you're still here, so she can say hi to you. Hey, Virginia. Hi, sorry, I was muted. How that's So this is the thing, and this is what I think about. John, when you, were you, you were working full-time before you started your own, uh, your own freelance thing, right? Yeah, well, I was sort of doing like the, the side thing that became, it was like full-time work, then it became a side thing, and then it became full-time work with other people while I was doing my business on the side, and then 
it was kind of fluctuating until eventually I was like, I, I have to fully do my own thing because this just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm worried about, I'm a little worried about Virginia. I like her business, but I'm worried. I'm worried that she's not going to be able to scale this thing up fast enough. Yeah, Michael's worried you know, too. Yeah, Virginia. I mean, I, I think you're doing the right idea with the uh, with an ebook or something like that. But you know, when you're consulting people, I mean, you can only be consulting one person at a time. And when you talk about online dating, it's a rather inexpensive, um, you know, thing that people do. You know, how much do people really pay for online dating sites? There's a. Uh, I know there's other services that you know charge thousands of dollars for having people putting them in contact uh, in, you know, not online dating. It's more like video dating and things like that. But, but you know what you're talking about going after the online dating market. It's just, I, I don't know if you can really charge that much and um, scale it in that fashion. I'm worried. I'm about not it. sure that I can. Yeah. I'm worried too, but you know, Dan kind of gave me some good stuff to think about on my last call, which is partly that, you know, our goal was ideally for me to be home with kids. And when that happens, maybe it's okay for me to be billing, you know, 20 billable hours a week yeah. and getting to take care of a kid. You know, maybe there's a way for that smaller scale thing to work well. And I don't know about the book thing. I'm still, I'm in kind of a Merlin place about book writing right now, but you got to get I into a slow place about it. And that means have a published book on Amazon. Yeah. Just do it. Just I do it. That, that you, that you will pimp on your shows, right? And that everybody will buy. Of course, and help me of course I will. But here, <laughs> Shlok, let me ask you about this. Yep. Shlok, let me ask you about this. You have a book out. What's Maybe. the name of this book? The Rise of Siri. The Rise of Siri. This is the thing that you wrote uh, and, and when I met you six months or so ago, you were writing this. It's a, the rise of Siri.com. I'll go ahead and put this in the show notes, which can be found at five by five TV slash quit slash six. This is a nice, nice book and you've got it. You've got it out there. And here's the question. You're, you don't have to work anymore now because of this book, right? You're done. I mean, you wrote this book, you put it out there, it's on Amazon and now you're pretty much just kicked back. You don't have to work again. I don't have to work on the book again. Oh. <laughs> so you have this advantage of a, it's basically an annuity stream now. You're going to get paid every time somebody get, buys a book for the rest of your life. And so if you want to keep writing books, that's a great way to go. You can write a hundred books. They're pretty small and you get paid, you know, whatever, a couple bucks each time somebody buys one for the rest of your life. And that's, that's something unique. You don't get to do that with work a lot. No, I don't know. I mean, like for, for you, I think it it makes sense to put together a book Maybe put together a subscription package that describes how to continually maintain um, your dating profiles. Things like that like really do stick because people want something that intuitive. Um, but yeah, the one-off, like, you know, a couple hours talking to somebody, that's not going to scale. A subscription webinar, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's stuff that does See, stick. But if you have a book out there and it's a known book and people are all buying it and they read it and it helps them, then they're going to say, well, I really want a cons- consultation with this uh, lady. That's a great point. Yep. Then they're going to come in and give you, okay, listen, Virginia, I'm going to hang up on you now. Thank you for the call. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the advice and the input, you guys. It's really helpful every time I I talk to you. Don't give up. Good luck. I'm not giving up. All right. She's gone. Manitoba though, John. Yeah. uh, I just want to chime in real quick about the the book deal. Um, uh, Sometimes leveraging uh, that sort of information or consultation in terms of like an informational packet, um, like, Sometimes it can be, uh, it, it's hard for people to uh, approach something like that because there is so much shystery stuff out there um, and it can fall into sort of like that that uh, self-help morass kind of thing. Um, one potential option is instead of uh, scaling up the number of units, you can always just scale up the, the value of the service. 
So if the concern is having enough people to make it sustainable, then why not just offer a more premium service to fewer people that uh, maybe holds their hand a little bit more? Maybe it's a matter of helping them through uh, setting up multiple online profiles because there may be people who don't know what sort of online dating services are out there. Maybe they're not particularly technologically inclined to, to go through with that. And uh, there could be a fully catered service. And if these people are not dating anyone, they're not they're probably not spending their money on, on going out to dinner with, uh, with a bunch of their uh, mates and whatnot anyway. So. Right. All right. Thanks for the call, John. Keep, uh, keep it real. You're right on. It's been a slice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, this is the thing, Michael. I want to talk to you about this. Uh, I feel bad because uh, somebody has been on hold for half an hour already. So I'll get to them. But after we, uh, after we do them, California... I want to talk to you about some of your stuff. Now, you, t- you gave me specific instructions before we started the show. You, gave me specific, you said there are certain things I cannot discuss. Right. Well, and I, you know what? That's cool. I respect that you're here. I can, you can be here on any terms you want. I'm just thrilled to have you in, in the studio. We're just here to have a good time. Just here to, you know. Share information. Share and relax. Yeah. Help some people out. But I will tell you, I will tell you that this guy sitting in here today, right here, he's got the market cornered in what he does. Totes. Tell me I'm wrong. You got it cornered. It's not cornered. Yeah, it is. He's being <laughs> modest. And I want to, that's one of the things I want to talk about. I want to talk about opportunity. I want to see if you can tell me about how you were able to get into this position of pretty much dominating a market with w- w- what it took for you to start that and get there. Let me just get this guy who's been on hold in. Uh, well, I say guy, it might not be a guy in California. Hello, California. Wow, what's that? No, it's a it's a guy, Dan. It is a guy. All right. Don't get too excited. <laughs> we need Wendy Harley and Virginia's our uh, only woman caller. Tina's supposed to call in today, so I'm looking forward to that. The second female caller ever. Tina? Tina, Tina Fay. Don't ever play with me it's like that. It's not Tina Fay, but there is we do have a listener, <laughs> Tina, who's gonna be then. calling in. Tina Nikolova is gonna be calling in. Cool. Yeah. Um so it's Aaron calling from Toronto. Sorry again, calling through Google, so um Sounds good. Long distance in that. Um, so I'm calling on uh, behalf of a friend of mine of uh, more than for myself. It's a friend, um, right? A friend needs no, to No, no, it actually, actually is a friend. I was chatting with him a few weeks ago, and I really didn't know. I didn't really have an answer for him. Um, so he's around the same age as me, mid-20s, um, and he's working at a corporate stooge job. And I don't want to say he hates it, but he's not exactly happy. Like, he does things fine, and he works at it hard and that sort of thing, but it's not keeping him as interested anymore. More. Um, it's in the IT field, and that, but on his own time, he's been uh, actually learning Mandarin. Um, he's kind of interested in the language and a bit interested in the culture. And what he's been thinking about has been maybe going over to somewhere in China for like a couple years and working abroad. And he said more than likely he would be doing something like teaching English there, for example, not as likely in the IT field. However, his concern is um, is after the year or however long, coming back and not being in the IT field for a couple of years, how hard it may or may not be to get a job. And really, I don't know. I I don't have that many years of experience to really say which is right in that direction or not. But I'm wondering if you guys can maybe chime in. All right. So let me make sure I understand your question. This is not for you. This is for a friend. And this this friend has been studying Mandarin. The plan for the friend is to maybe go to China 
teach English and spend a couple years doing that because the friend is interested in Chinese culture and would like to travel and would like to go abroad. And the concern is that when the, the friend returns from doing this, which has absolutely nothing to do with the friend's current career in IT, will this person still be able to get a job when they get back and do an IT job with a two year gap missing? It's tough because I mean, it's uh, IT is technology related, so you got to constantly stay, you know, with the two years changes is a long and advancements. Time. Yeah. I don't know. Is he hardware or software? Um, he a bit of both. He he likes working a lot of his security and intrusion stuff. I don't know. That stuff's in high demand. If you come in, study up a little bit, network, you'll be okay. I, I as an employer, yeah. if somebody came to me and said, "How many years has this person been working already? Five years, four or five years in the field." Uh, he's been working uh, two or three. Two or three. Mm. Why does he want to leave? Does he not like the field, or does he not like his? Uh, or he company, just wants to go boss? hang, hang yeah. in, in Shanghai. Does he feel or like something? he's missing out on his youth. What? What is? Yeah. It? Um. He. I mean, he's interested in the computer stuff for sure. It's just that he feels like you know, while you're young, it's the best time to go and travel and do stuff like that, and That's it is true. something he'd like to do. Like for me personally, like I would love to go traveling around Europe for a few weeks, um, go to Asia myself and visit. It's a few and, weeks, and, like, not a few years. To, oh yeah, me? No, no, no. I don't. I. I'm not feeling that gutsy. <laughs> um, but uh, for me to travel around, I think it'd be really cool and fun. And it's really the best time for me to do it now versus when I'm older, when I may have sure. kids That's or whatever. That's what I was just about and to it's say. Tricky, right? Not for yeah. sure. If you, ha- if you have the chance now, you know, or, or the possible chance now, the slight chance, then I personally would say go because yeah. those experiences to me have shaped who I am being abroad and just, you know, being in other countries and learning how they work and but you know i agree i mean i think your friend should go because otherwise you might have a life full of regret you know and what if he what if he turns around and figures out oh wow it is not where i want to be i really want to teach or Or something you know a great it related opportunity in china or something like that you know or somewhere else i think you know and and knowing that and doing that 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 whole you know abroad that might help him form his job later, like maybe a security company that needs someone that's fluent in Mandarin, that might get him the job yeah. as opposed point. to someone else. That's yeah. a great point. Another thing to think about is, uh, you know, as an employer, if I was hiring somebody, looking to hire somebody, and they came over and I said, well, how many years of experience do you have? And they said, well, I've got three years of experience. So what? What? why all of a sudden were you teaching, uh, you know, Mandarin in China for two years? So didn't you like the field? It's going to give me a little bit of pause. I'm going to say it, I, I might really rather have had the person who instead of taking three years off and then, I mean, instead of working for three years, taking two years off and doing something else and coming back. But, but that's not going to make me not hire the person if I feel like they're interested and qualified and enthusiastic. And I don't think that that should be something that would stop the person to do it because like, like my yeah. friends here are saying, this may be the only opportunity to do something. And you never know what might happen in China that they might need to do or that, you know, that could lead to something. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to tell your friend to do it. Worst so, comes to worst, he might have to start off when he comes back at a, a, junior, at a lower or junior level. level. Yeah, right. junior, but then he can work his way back up. It'd be a great way to get back in speed. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. I mean, well, as long as he has that in his mind, like I'm going to be okay if I have to come back and start, you know, at a lower level or a lower pay or whatever if you have that in your mind you're like and i'm okay with that then definitely go yeah. all I right so I, I i disagree with you guys a little bit you think and, you should not go no I, I mean because for me personally i hear this all the time from my peers is that i really want to go live in thailand right now i'm going to go do it 
okay, cool. I'm going to go live in Thailand when I'm 30 and I don't have to worry about money anymore. And I'm going to do that for as long as I want because I built a career where I know I can work from anywhere. I make decent money. I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. You have a good time on your mini retirement right now. And and that's not to be super offensive, but it's just like, I long run, does that really make a lot of sense? So So you're saying you would move there and like live there after well for me it's more about freedom right like i right. want to go to china i don't want to live in china i want right. to go to thailand i want to you know so i want to go to all these places and i want to do it on my terms like i'm gonna have enough money to where i'm not scrounging on the beach like panhandling <laughs> or you know like i don't have to stay in hostels because mm-hmm. as fun as hostels are they're not a lot of fun <laughs> as fun as so it's it's that's a contradiction <laughs> it is but you know so for me it's like okay i mean if if this it stuff is important to you do it if it's not go to this other thing but then dump the IT thing. Go find what is important. Right. Don't come back Use trying to beg for a job you didn't like. Use this experience as that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So as you have a good answer now. You get something to think about. Can you call us back in a few weeks and let us know what you do or what your friend does, right? <laughs> yeah. This is a friend, Dan, honestly. I'm, no, I believe uh, you. I totally, I totally believe you. <laughs> no, really. I totally um, also, believe you. Yeah. Also, I think when you mentioned, um, sorry to jump topics, but I think when you mentioned about not being a work-life balance, I think maybe you said that when, if you're trying to do two things, like a full-time job and a side business, but I could be wrong. Hattie might be right. I'm, I don't know. Uh, she's, yeah, I'm sure she's right. Even. No, I'm sure she's right. All right. Yeah, thanks for the call. True. This is Hattie we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's always Stop. right. All right. Bye. <laughs> Uh, so listen, we got some bad news. Uh, Alex, the Russian, is not going to be able to call in today. Aww. Alex, the Russian, is not going to be able to call in today. 512-518-5714. I need some more callers right now. We've got someone been on there for 32 minutes. I know. Uh, it's New York. I'll get to him. I'll get to him. Patty, do I, I have a sponsor for the, today, don't I? Didn't you say there was a sponsor for yes, this? You do is it Squarespace? It is Squarespace. All right. So is there a read? I should, could you IM me the I will IM URL the read. for the read? Continue and, doing whatever you... I, New York, we'll get to you in just a second. Okay. I know you've been on hold for 33 minutes, but I get to talk to Michael about this. Talk to me about this. Talk to me about how you, you don't, I don't care which, he's got so many businesses, this guy, so many, just pick one of them that you can talk about. <laughs> And tell me, how did you start this thing? What were you doing? Have you ever worked a corporate stooge job? Did, you know yeah. what? The, have we talked? We have not talked about corporate stooge. We have not talked about this. Let me describe to you what a corporate stooge because that's a term we use here on the show. Okay. You can tell me if you've ever done this. A corporate stooge. This is somebody who they uh, they wake up in the morning. They work. They work Monday through Friday. They wake up in the morning. If they're lucky enough to work a regular shift, they wake up in the morning. They're, they get in their car. They commute thirty to forty five minutes into their IT job. I want you to imagine what they're wearing. They're wearing a blue polo shirt with a white undershirt. They're wearing a pair of of khaki pants. Maybe they're dark. They're not pleated anymore, but they would have been a few years ago. They're wearing some kind of loafer or some kind of comfortable shoe. Comfortable shoe. It's not for style. And they drive into work for 45 minutes. They drink coffee and they listen to these shows while they're driving into work. And when they get to work, if they're lucky, they've got one, maybe two other people who are in, in their field that they get. Otherwise, they're isolated and alone and they sit in a cube all day. Maybe if they're really lucky, they're in, uh, in, in their own office, but chances are they're in a cube. Uh, cha- Where's that from? Google. <laughs> Did, that's not for us, though. I don't think so. Well, I'm not sending a link then. She found a picture of a corporate stooge. And they hate their job and they feel, uh, they feel trapped in their job because they make decent money, but they're just not inspired. And they're in this cube or worse, an open office. And they dread going into work and they feel misunderstood and they're not rewarded for the hard work or the good work that they do. And they want to get out of there and they don't know how to do it. 
and then they give up and they die inside. That's the corporate stooge. That's most of my listeners. And I was a corporate stooge for many years. I got out. Yeah, so was I. I mean, what did you do? Oh, I did many. I did a bunch of different jobs. I mean, a lot of it was uh, sales. I mean, I, most of my jobs are actually outside sales. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd be going to business parks and everything. Right. And doing outside sales, which I actually enjoyed. Um, but uh, but I did some other jobs similar to that, you know, in retail, mm-hmm. uh, which I, you know, bless everyone that works in retail because. <laughs> retail man, like you worked in the Gap? Uh, Sears. Sears. Yeah. And paint yeah. section? Uh, electronics. Okay, I worked in the paint section. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, small world. But um, we, uh, met, yeah, I really disliked retail. Uh, it's tough. You know, I mean, people have to do the the jobs and everything. And I think, you know, what people that are just getting to a point where they have, you know, bigger dreams, you know, grander ideas and everything, yeah. they need to put together, you know, a goal, like a realistic goal, you know, six month, one year goal start saving money, um, know what they want to do or what they want to, you know, is that how you did it? Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta, you're not working, you know, those, those jobs that you described, the corporate stooge jobs, um, you know, the nice thing about the ones that are, um, you know, but a lot of those is the amount of time that you're given, you know, you're, you're only working there like the eight hours, you know, nine hours. Um, if you're working more, you should hopefully be at a higher level where it's a little bit more fulfilling or, you know, it's a uh, better level job. But if you're, you know, at a corporate stew job, which you explained, um, you know, you have plenty of other time to work on your craft or yeah. to do something else. You know, it's, it's really, to me, it's all about, you know, work ethic and, you know, how much, uh, what you're willing to put into it. You can't just be, you know, upset about either the position you're in and have to, um, you know, be complaining about it as much as, you know, if you don't like it, there's plenty of other, you know, hours in the day, there's weekends, you know, the sacrifices need to be made, you know, not being able to go to the uh, beach house with your friends okay. that weekend or whatever it may be. Um, Actually, you know, because I, you want to, this is the thing, something greater. When, when I talk to somebody who's in their, who, who doesn't, who's in their, you know, early mid twenties, all the way up until they, whatever, whatever point they start a family mm-hmm. before you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Kids you have, death now. you have from, <laughs> from 7 PM to 11 PM Monday through Friday. And you got both days on the weekend. That's when you can do stuff. Yeah. That's when you can start. And that's the, what you brought up a very, very important point to make, which is that the, the point and the concept of having a plan right. of going into it and setting a goal for yourself. How did you know with these different, uh, these different businesses that you started your first one, the one that freed you, the one that freed you. No, it's the opposite. The one, the, the first job, the first company that I started was complete opposite because what do you mean? I went from, well, I started it. It was in a, it was in green janitorial distribution and the complete opposite happened where I was working, you know, reasonable nine hours a day and then had to, and then, you know, only five days a week. And then it went up to about, you know, working 12, 13 hour days, and mm-hmm. you know, set, six days a week, seventh day, mm-hmm. um, only a few hours, thankfully. But, uh, but yeah, it was the complete opposite where, you know, it, cause what happens is when you do start your own company yeah. more times than not, I, I think, um, you know, it's going to take up a lot more of your time, you know, cause there's no one else to fall back on. You got to do everything. Yeah. You know, you might have some support, which is critical. You know, if you got a significant other or a partner or parents or whatever it may be, if you have, you know, some sort of support structure there, you know, that that's a huge benefit, but otherwise, you know, you got all you, all you have is yourself. And either you want to be successful and you got to keep pushing 
And that means, you know, working many hours when you're not, you know, during biz- regular business hours, cold calling. Otherwise, you know, you got to be doing research on companies that you want to cold call the next day, you know, to make them the most efficient. You see your time, then new things come up um, constantly. And to me, you know, it's shouldn't even think about, you know, going into business for yourself or starting a company unless you're the type of person that, you know, does something when no one's looking, you know, yeah. that you want to do something right and you want to keep pushing. All right. So let me, let me do, I'm going to do a sponsorship. Thing. I'm going to get to this New York call. Our sponsor today. Remember, because last few ones I refused to do a sponsor. Just utterly refused. But this time I'm doing it. Squarespace. Because I love these guys. I love Ryan. Little Ryan. Little Ryan. He's over there. He's the guy that he's my contact guy over there, little Ryan. Let me tell you about Squarespace. It's everything you need to make an amazing website. It's fully hosted. It's completely managed. You go in there, you create a site, and you don't, you know, if you're an expert, if you're a pro, you know how to do HTML and CSS, you know how to do JavaScript, you can get in there and you can do all that. Most people don't. Most people don't want to do that. I know how to do it, but I don't want to do it. I just want to go and make an awesome site, and you can do that. Everything is drag and drop. You just add blocks of content. You want to add a block of photos, you want videos, you want to just text, you want social media stuff, integrations, all there, you just drag and drop. They have this layout engine that's really cool, makes it so that you can build pages and create a custom layout for each different section of your site without having to do anything special. You just you don't need to know anything. You don't need to do anything. It just works. Drag and drop. Drag and drop. Drag and drop. There's even an iOS and Android app. You can manage your posts on the go. You can check into things. You can moderate comments. You can do everything. Couldn't be easier to set up. Couldn't be easier to sync. And the thing is, that, though, Addy, this is not free. No, it's not. $10 a month. I think you should do the spots on the show from now on. Okay. $10 a month for the standard plan, $20 a month for the unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year or two years, you get a free domain name. You get 20% off for a year, 25% off for two years. You want to pay month to month, I don't blame you. That's fine too. There's a special URL you can go to to support this show and the network. It's squarespace.com slash five by five. You get a free trial. You know what I would do if I was you? And let's say you already have a blog somewhere, major yeah. blog of some kind, one of the other big uh, players. Import your content into this. It doesn't hurt the content, existing content, obviously. You just import it and you can use it. You don't even have to make this thing public. You just start using it. See if you like it. See how it works. See how it works with all your content in it. And use the code Dan sent me one. Dan sent no, me No, we've got a special one. code. Oh, we have a special code for this? Yeah. What is it? Scroll, scroll down. Stooge, Stooge one. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. Stooge one. Don't use Dan sent me one. Screw that guy. Stooge one. He's a stooge. Stooge one. And you get 10% off everything you do in addition to anything else you do there. Squarespace.com slash five by five. Stooge one. We're going to use that for everything. S-T-O-O-G-E one. Stooge. All right, New York, thanks for holding so long. Sorry about that. That's all right. Is this Tina? Um, Yes. Tina, you finally called. She's been really? she's been stalking the show for weeks now, and you finally called him. And I feel bad. I made you wait forty some minutes. I would have taken you first, even before That's Virginia. Okay. Virginia's in my past now. <laughs> How are you, Tina? Thank you so much for calling. Don't be nervous. Why were you saying you're nervous? You're on Thirty Rock. Well, well, you know when when you talk to someone that is um, cooler than you and you admire, you you're nervous to approach them. You know, it's the when you talk like that. I'm, but trust me, I'm not cooler than you. Trust me. <laughs> she was talking about Mike. Oh, yeah, she was talking about Mike or Hattie or somebody, not yeah. Shlok. <laughs> so what's up, Tina? Now, listen, you know your husband tweeted about you. I know. He's, 
he's making dinner right now. No, wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on a second. Your name is Tina Nikolova, and I'm hearing an accent. Yes. Do you have a Russian accent? It's actually Bulgarian. Bulgarian. That's even. I was almost going to say your. That's even better. My favorite cheese in the world. Even better. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm actually half Russian um, and half Bulgarian. Okay, the coolest of the cool. Then, so what's what's going on? Why are you calling? What's uh, your dilemma? I mean, I thank you for listening. She listen. She listens to all the shows. Shlok. She listens to everything. Anytime I do a show, I can do a show that I'm like, man, that show sucked. No one's going to listen to this. I got to do it better next time. She'll tweet and have, say, I really like the show. So thank you for listening, Tina, and everybody else who, who's uh, keeping, the, keeping the faith. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Uh, well, it, my husband did um, start me off on uh, the 5x5 five five network. So, um, so he's not all bad. <laughs> no. no. Okay. And plus he's making dinner right now. So. Nice. Um, well, mine isn't so much a dilemma. I feel like it's more of a, I've, since I started listening to back to work, um, I've, I've made some significant changes in how I view my, uh, my career. Um, I'm an actor, so not so much the, the typical listener, I guess, of the show. And, um, but I guess I have uh, enough of a brain to translate the advice you give, uh, those guys to my own life. And, um, I guess it was interesting getting through, cause I, you know, I've gone through a lot of different, you know, I went to college and I went to conservatory program. And then finally a year ago I was done with school. Finally, I was like, okay, no more school. And being an actor on your own is like having your own uh, business. I think it's um, probably harder than having your own business, to be honest. I, I have no super idea. Super competitive. Yeah. I mean, it, that sounds like you picked one of the most difficult, challenging things in the world to yeah. do. Oh, yeah, I know. And, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's interesting, even if when you have your own thing that you're doing and you're, you know, your own boss, say, uh, there are very different ways of going about it. And for a long time, um, you know, I thought, okay, this is the way to go about it. There are these people who are telling me that being an actor is this thing. And if you want to be an actor, then you should be wanting this particular thing and you should go about it in this way. And since this thing is called an acting job, then you should want that and you should strive to get that. Hmm. And it took me some time to figure out that there are many different ways of being an actor mm-hmm. and you can be a different kind of actor and you can say no to things and you can take jobs uh, that you like and you can choose the people you work with and not every acting job is something that I should want or that I should pursue. And it took me a while to get the voices out of my head of the different teachers or different <laughs> industry people or classmates who are doing this thing or that thing and who are, you know, you've, because I'm a really good student, I've always been, you know, I listen to my teachers, I do my homework and all of that. And so uh, once I was done with school, it was like, okay, I need to follow what my teachers told me I should do after I'm done so I can be successful. And, um, I think I've, I've finally been able to kind of get those voices out of my head and be a little bit pickier you know, about a, what I do. The way that you describe that the voices in your head, I think that is so accurate. I think there's something that so many people struggle with, especially, you know, especially early on in their career, but frequently for their whole career. You know, you think back to the things that, that you've learned, the things you've been told, the things you've been, especially in, in, you know, in your education, 
when you're given oh, yeah. advice and, and you're told things, you're told that, well, this is how things are. This is what you should be. There's, you know, there's things that like in the world of design, which, you know, is I think quite different from, from acting, but there, I think there are always similarities in, in any kind of work that you do where what you're doing is essentially a freelance kind of job. And that's really what acting is yeah. for the most part. You know, you always hear advice to designers, Hattie. I'm sure you heard this all the time, advice about whether or not to do spec work, whether mm-hmm. or not to do comps for free and, and all of that kind of thing. There's the whole advice, free thing. The whole very, free thing was a yeah. big one. And, you know, in in some other ways. Okay, so here's an interesting story. A friend of mine um, is an architect. And um, this was back down in Orlando, Florida. And Tiger Woods... Uh, wanted a, some new house built, some fancy new house built. And he went out to the main firms in town, of which my friend worked for one of them, and said, I'm, I'm taking proposals for, uh, you know, for a, uh, for a house. I'd like to have a house built. And I guess he gave them a description of things that he liked and said, essentially design me a house. Now, normally an architecture firm would do this to some degree, but not, not to the extent that he wanted it. But because it was because it was Tiger Woods, these mm-hmm. architecture firms yeah. were pulling out all the stops, pulling people off, economy. paying work to say, you're going to we're going to design a house for this guy and, and, and hopefully he'll pick us. He didn't pick my friend's firm. He picked some other firm. And then when the house <laughs> got built, elements of the, the stuff that they had designed in, in their design went into what wound up in this house that got built. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that's obviously not an issue for uh, for you, Tina, but. Mm. This is a question that I have for you, because honestly, mm-hmm. I think what you're doing, you know, an, an actor who's out there trying to, um, you know, trying to make it on your own. Obviously, you've got a husband, so he's, you know, he's helpful in some ways to take the pressure off, I would imagine, of, of pay rent, paying yeah, rent and absolutely. things like that. I mean, you're in. Can, yeah. we, can I say where you are? Is it all right to say where you are? I mean, you say it on yeah. Twitter. It's, you're in Brooklyn. Yeah. It's not the cheapest place in the world to live. No, no. And I mean, I, I have to say that if it weren't for my husband, who luckily has a really well-paying job right now, um, I wouldn't have as much freedom uh, for the moment while see, all I'm these, you know, still figuring things out. All these things are the same, Tina. Whenever we talk about, you know, whether it's quitting a job or starting a new business or something, uh, having that support structure, whether it's a spouse or whether it's your parents, whether it's, you know, knowing that, uh, knowing that there's something there that's going to allow you to, to, to pursue what you need, uh, to pursue the dream and get what you need is what I meant to say. That's huge. Yeah, right. And, and, and that's, that's true for, for everyone starting out on their own. But let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What's your goal for, for the acting thing? Like, are you looking to, to just do uh, to just act forever? Are you trying to land a job on like a, I mean, I don't know what, like, like, would you do a play that's always going on? Like, is there any stability in this down the road or do you just not care about the stability? Is this not interesting to you? Um, I, it's not the stability. I, I really don't think there is stability in this. And, you know, in terms of making money, I'm not sure how that's going to work. If, you know, acting is not making me money, then um, I might have to do the, you know, the thing where I have a, an extra job and do both. Right now, I don't have to do that, which is great, but it might happen. And I'm totally ready for that if, if that ever occurs. Yeah, I mean, acting, I, you know, 
I know a number of actors and acting is one of those things where it's, it's a pure passion for a lot of people. You know, it's something that people yeah. absolutely love and, but you're right. You know, it's, it's also, it's one of those jobs where it's, I don't want to say it's like a lottery in a way because, you know, mm-hmm. becoming like a movie star or, you know, getting on a TV hit TV show or something like that. But, you know, there's a lot of things in between that where, you know, if you're doing, you know, some play, but you're not going to most likely be making, you know, bank off of that. You might make enough money to, uh, you know, to be able to pay your own bills and everything. But, you know, that's why a lot of actors, you see, you know, they're waiters, you know, they're, they're, um, yeah. and things like that. But, uh, you know, it's, I think you need to look inside you and be like, you know, is acting something that I want to do as a career? Or is it something that I just absolutely love and it's my passion and I live and breathe it? And if that's the case, then you should, you know, you should definitely, I mean, in my opinion, it's just me. You know, I think you should stick with it and keep pushing through and, you know, going and seeing what you can do. But if you're looking at it more right from the outset of, you know, acting being a, you know, um, way to pay the bills and everything, then it might, you know, I don't know, it might be a little bit tough unless you want to, you know, unless you get a little bit lucky, but, you know, everyone, you know, anyone can get lucky. So you can stick with it. Yeah. I mean, the thing that happens with, you know, when you start to, especially when you start to look at acting, is just something like, is it paying the bills? Um, you start getting into situations where um, you might not be working something that you really like to do. You might be working jobs that are not interesting to you. And all of a sudden you start hating it. Right. And that's what I don't want to happen to yeah, me. Yeah, no, exactly. It was sort of starting to happen. And so I caught myself and I tried to figure out that like, oh, it wasn't actually that I was, I was not liking acting anymore. It was that I wasn't liking the way things, like the people that were around me or the way I was told that it was supposed to happen. And so... Yeah, we'll see. But for now, I'm trusting my own voice and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I appreciate the call and uh, you get a call back and let us know what happens <laughs> to you, what, what goes on with you. We're interested and I uh, appreciate the call. Thank you. Good luck. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much for your show and everything. <laughs> of course. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. So, you know, it's great. We've got all kinds of people listening to the show. show Shloke. We do. All I really enjoyed that one. Getting the voices out of your head. That is. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that that's, is, that's yeah. it in that's a nutshell. That's what it. we're talking about. <laughs> and, and those voices could be things that your, your previous uh, employers told you, things that your educators told you, your own sense of self doubt. Self doubt, Mike, you've got none of that. Oh, I've no, plenty. no, you don't. You walk, no, you don't. You walk into a room, you, you take command of that room. And you just yell, I believe in myself. No, doesn't he? I mean, look you at him. You have to believe in yourself, otherwise, him. no one else will believe in you, right? I mean, is that true? Yeah, you gotta have, you gotta believe in yourself. Otherwise, why would anyone else believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? I don't even put on a good act. Yeah, but I mean, that's still putting, you know, believing in yourself. I guess you're right. That's uh, half the battle. That's half the battle. <laughs> I mean, when Mike walks, you gotta imagine Mike, tall, really, th- really thick head of hair. The guy's got the most amazing head of hair mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Lots of hair. Walks into a room. He look, he look. I mean, look, he looks good. He's got a strong presence in there. He's gonna sit down at the table and be like, "This is this is how we're gonna do this deal." And you just, you just want to deal with the guy. You know what I mean? You want to, you want to, you know, and there's something about that. And that's the thing. A lot of the people, I'm not kidding. A lot of the people who call into the show, you know, they, they want to, they want to succeed in, in business. They're not just interested in doing what they do in a different place. They're not just interested in doing the things that they do, you know, with, uh, with a different, uh, with a, di- a different set of walls around them. They want to go and they want to start their own business. They want to start something. And Shlok said, I'm going to write a book. 
Now, the fact is, most people, look, I'm just being honest. Most people can't write, Schloke. You're a good writer. Thank you. I read this book, most of it. <laughs> you're a good writer. Thanks. Not everyone can do that. You wrote the whole thing on an iPad, which is weird. That That's is- how we first met you. That's how we met him. He's sitting alone in a room writing we- on an iPad. And then we kicked him out. I'm like, you can't write on an iPad. That's not a device for creating. It's for consuming. And he says, too bad. That's a voice in my head. I'm not going to listen. Yeah, to that's right. <laughs> and uh, and then you went ahead and you did. You ignored it and you wrote a book. And that's one thing: confidence to write a book, confidence to put it out there, confidence to say, "I'm going to put this thing that I wrote out in front of the world." And maybe all they're going to do is point and laugh. But chances are they won't. Chances are this is pretty good. And you you let some people read it. You put it out there. Now it's out there. Now you're kicked back. You get your own jet. You're on the beach. All well, the things well, you ever and, wanted. You know, are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for other people? Is a big thing, I think. What do you mean? Tell me like, about that. You said, you know, people are either going to hate it or whatever. But if you're doing it for yourself, I think that's important. Like, I wrote this book and yeah. I'm proud of myself for writing this. I don't care if anybody doesn't like it. I did that so that I could say I wrote a book. Mm-hmm. But now what Michael is talking about... We got to do another one of these calls. 37 minutes. People are dedicated. Oh my gosh. Michael, when, when you walk in, you do, you do a deal a a day right now. You've Um, got lots of businesses going. I don't know how you run them all. I can barely run this one business. I don't know how you run like eight. Scheduling out the day and time management. Seriously. Not, uh, that's a whole different show. Not getting distracted by uh, Reddit or something. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) But when you, when you sit down and you do a deal, that sense of business that you have, does that come from your experience in sales? Because a lot of the people, I think a lot of the people that, that are listening to the show that want to start something, when they think of starting something new, when they think of taking advantage of an opportunity, to them, what this means is, I found, uh, an, uh, I found a segment of, of the market, I had an idea for a website or service or iOS app that either nobody's doing or nobody's doing well. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they can go and they can they can run with this opportunity. And when I talk about starting something to them, what that means is having the time to close themselves into a room so that they can create the thing. And the thing might be a book. It might be an iOS app. It might be a website. It might be a service. But they're talking about creating the thing. Right. And in the case of a book or an iOS app or a website, in many cases, you don't need to do all that much this is going to sound wrong. You don't need to do all that much work once you've created the thing. If it's going to get popular, yes, you need to promote it. You need to maybe spend some money on advertising, but you've made the thing and it's now out there and people will come to it and they'll like it and they'll buy it. And maybe if they don't, then you have to spend more money on advertising, getting it out there. But that's very different than the kind of work that you do. No, I mean, Isn't a little it? bit. You know, I mean, I think also though, even those people that make that uh, make, make that book do. or software, or whatever they make, no one knows. You still have to market it, and you have to, uh, you know, you got to keep pushing, you know, through with it because you know people might give you feedback. Oh, we don't like this feature. You know, this this bug or something like that. That's, and you that's wanna, true. You want to constantly be improving. But it. your your thing is almost like a hundred percent deals. Your yeah. thing is almost a hundred percent like yeah. phone if calls not, and deals and not, selling. Yeah, if I'm not serving my clients, and you know, I mean, I literally you know, answer emails at three, four in the morning. When I get an email, you know, my phone's by my, you know, by my bed and mm-hmm. I respond back quickly because, you know, the business is global. I know. And, um, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, dedication. It never I, stops. Me, it does I, it. It never stops. It doesn't stop. But I mean, that's, I enjoy that. I don't know if that's for everyone. I mean, I personally enjoy it. And you know, I know like, I can tell you as a fact, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you can, know. can't you just say one of your businesses? Why yeah, do you have so to be so I've, secretive? Um, no, no, it's not being secretive. I just, um, I, mean, I respect your privacy, but you're on a show. No, yeah, yeah. So I've, uh, I actually started recently this, uh, this company called, uh, uh, Contract Gurus. And what we do is, uh, contract analysis for people. So they send, you know, maybe it's a small business or a family, um, you know, the show notes. and they, uh, they send us their contract. And we have, um, what we do is then we summarize it. You know, reduce it to its base elements so that people can understand it within 10 minutes and get all the key items that they need to know about instead of what might take them a couple hours to read badly and uh, miss out on some items. And then, you know, the big thing that we do that that, you know, is really differentiates us from everyone else um, is that we uh, provide a comparison of their contract to similar types of contracts. So if they send us a lease agreement for New York, you know, apartment lease agreement, we'll show how their apartment lease agreement compares to other apartment lease agreements and the different categories and what are the items that they can you know possibly uh, negotiate better or they might be getting screwed on or maybe it's a fulfillment contract and we'll compare it to other fulfillment contracts in the same industry uh that way they can get a better idea of what they're you know uh maybe missing out on that they should put into it or you know negotiate better terms for themselves on and um and, and the reason this can scale is because you've got lawyers who are working to do this. It's not like you've got like two right. lawyers sitting in the room with you. You've right. got a network of lawyers you can send this to. Yeah. They're all qualified to do it. They're right. all around the country yeah. and they can knock this stuff out. Yeah. And so it scales. Know, they, they really enjoy it. Yeah. And I mean, they're, you know, they spend most of their time dealing with uh, contracts. And yeah. That's what we do. So, um, you know, we like it a lot and, you know, we're helping people out if they didn't everything so that they're not, you know, possibly entering into something that they don't, uh, that they'll regret later, basically. All right, let me take this call from uh, California. It's been on hold for 42 minutes. California, are you here? Uh, yeah, this is not California. Actually. Look, Look, Verizon, Verizon, Verizon lied to me, but where, where are you calling from? Sorry, I'm calling from um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My name is uh, TJ Barber. Um, I've got a couple things. <laughs> TJ, for, um, TJ. Yeah, how how are you band? doing, TJ? <laughs> Chronic. It's another I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Mr. Hare. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going down? <laughs> okay. Um, so real quick, I have a couple things for Virginia that um, she brought up uh, talking about info products. Um, one of them is she does go and do an info product. One resource that I found very helpful for building those is a site called Mixergy.com. Mixergy. They have a bunch of courses about that stuff. Okay. Yeah, Mixergy, M-I-X-E-R-G-Y.com. Got a lot of courses about that stuff. Real cool. Um, also, think about premium price on niching down on the dating niche so that you could um, charge more for a client instead of just making it just the average person going out to date who probably can't afford that. Um, right. Maybe niche down a little bit and you could probably get some higher paying customers because I know a guy doing business consulting, he charges a thousand dollars an hour for a call. It's nuts, but it's possible. That's crazy. I, that's I want to do that job. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You know, I'm in the uh, wrong uh, business. Recurring revenue. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we all are. We're all in the wrong business. Yeah. I found that the best business is teaching people business because then people pay so much for it. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's good advice so for her. Basically, yeah, now me. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about what you think about the possibility of living off the app store, creating apps. I listened to Marco Arment's Webstock 2011 yeah. um, keynote. We talked about making something that's remarkable. 
um, something that is um, so good, people literally remark about it. Um, you, so I guess my question is, do you think that it's possible that with telemarketing, creating something people want and something is beautiful, is it still possible to live off of apps in the app store? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, and hang on, Hattie, you're going to have to mark which one was the yeah. one because I don't yeah. know. Uh, you know, I think it totally is. I mean, here, I think it's a long shot. And I know, I know Schloak has a little bit of experience here with the App Store, so to speak. Maybe he can talk about this a little bit more than I can. But my short answer is, yes, you can absolutely do it. What kind of life you have is, uh, is the thing. But Schloak knows a thing or two about apps. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing with books, right? There's a, there's first there's a discovery problem. Um, you have to make, like you said, something remarkable. A, that's not easy. And B, I mean, if you do create it, there's a there's a chance no one will ever see it. But that's not really the discovery problem. It's more that um, it's really hard to make something just that amazing, right? Um, so if you can, then you're golden, right? Then you just do that. Maybe you're making enough money to get by. You make another one. Go on with your life. It's when you can't. So my experience with that is more in the Android world. Um, we have a top 20 rated app. It's got plenty of users, plenty of revenue, and it pays the bills for plenty of people. I mean, you, it's definitely possible. Um, it took us a long time. We had to write a platform shift, which is kind of hard in the Apple world because you don't really have those. Um, so you have to write for you, for example, you'd have to write a design shift, which we're kind of seeing more and more gesture-based stuff and etc. I mean, you're gonna have to ride a trend for this to actually like stick. Um, mm -hmm. And and then you're and then it's the same thing with books, right? Like you can have one book and maybe it's a New York Times bestseller, number one, you're good. Or it's going to be maybe number 7,432 and you need to create five more. And that's how you're going to pay your bills. So you're looking at this kind of not really a quality trade off, so which is a quality ceiling and you're just going to have to keep building new products so that um, you get, you know, each time you create a new one, it boosts your old ones. Um, kind of this whole concept of a backlist. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So if I'm going to, if I want to be, get, gain some traction, what I need to do is build a remarkable app, but don't stop there. I need to keep building remarkable products. And yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, and this is, this is the thing. The only reason that Marco Arment was able to ride uh, Instapaper for so long, well, there, I don't want to say the only reason. There are several reasons. The first is it, it's, it's really an indispensable app for geeks. It, it really just mm -hmm. is. The chances of you coming up with an indispensable app like that are, I mean, I would, I would say they're low. You, you might, but they're relatively yeah. low. Let's be honest. I mean, uh, that, that app was the right app at the right time. And he had and has, uh, a, a, you know, I think a really nice platform aside from that, that helped propel that app. So he had, he really had the perfect setup. On the one hand, he had a really great idea. He had it at just the right time and he had a platform to get it out there. You may have some of those things too. Uh, Angry Birds, I don't think had that platform when they started out, but they sure did come up with an awesome app. So it's, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, is it indispensable? Well, it's a game, but I think whenever I hear somebody say, I am new to iOS or I'm new to Android, what game should I get? Like, it's still Angry Birds. <laughs> Hattie, didn't we just do a story yeah. this morning yeah. saying the 8 million downloads of Angry Birds just on Christmas Day? Just on Christmas Day. When people got their new iOS and Android right, devices. That's the first thing you got. First thing they're going to get. Mm-hmm. 
That yeah. as a as a developer, yeah, yeah. that would make me feel so good. Oh, like yeah. no matter what their device is or whatever, that's what they want to play. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna build the next Angry Birds? My my guess, to be honest with you, TJ, you're probably not. That no. doesn't mean you won't like Schloke was saying, it doesn't mean you won't build an app that's great that people download, that you make enough from it to make a living and pay some bills. And uh yeah, Hattie, we're all all of us are I have to go make more. All right. Thank you very much. Hattie's going to BRB. save us all. We're all parched in here. She's going to bring some kind of beverage or something for us. Uh, it's hot. You know, now it's hot in here. It's been hot. It's hot it's in like here. It's like 98 degrees in here. And it, what do you need? The keys are right here. And it was, it was before yeah, like, like eight, outside it's hot and we're sweating and we're sweating we're freezing to death and you come in here and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's warm, but I'll take this warmth. I'm not complaining. No. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, they probably need it. I don't want to blow a fuse Man, in here. You're not cold in Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana's so wet, cold, wet. Ugh. So anyway, this, 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 the chances that you'll build an app, one app, that will do for you what it did for Marco, I'll say so super low. But the chance that you could build several yeah. apps which will have enough, uh, have an, generate enough money for you to live on, I, I would say yes, I think you could do that. If you can get those apps out there, I say yes. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to okay. let you go because I got I to gotta take this next call. This uh, problem here, we got to jump right on it. It's important. So I, not that yours wasn't important, but this is uh, critical. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. uh, I'll let you go. Thanks very much for the call. No call us back. Tell you what you, tell us what happens. All right. Sure will. All See right. you later, Dan. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. So this just happened. We, gotta, we have an audience member listening to quit right now. Right now. They're in here. They're listening to quit. While they're listening to quit, their boss calls them and fires them. Are you serious? This happened, and they're in, they're right here in the in the queue right now, waiting to talk. Wow. Waiting to talk right now in Arkansas. And several of us have been fired before. Mike, have you ever been fired? Yeah. A okay. Times. So you were talking to three three people who have been fired before. Yeah. Arkansas. What's what's the story here? Oh, Dan. Hi. Hey, um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I was just listening and, uh, found out it's not quite that I got fired, but that, uh, my company is out of money and they're probably going to be bankrupt. Uh, not to, not, uh, well, I'm on furlough officially right now and there's no guarantee I'm going to be coming out of it. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. <laughs> what my next step is supposed to be here. It's a job that I know knew where this, I knew this could happen. Uh, it's been kind of on edge for a while. And, uh, I, what's your, what's your yeah. name? What's your name? I'm Derek. Derek. Okay. How long have you been at this place? Uh, this is, uh, about five years. Five years you've been there, but you're saying you knew that you this could happen. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a volatile industry. Do you want to say what industry? Nobody's going to f- track you down in Arkansas. Trust me. <laughs> that, that, that's probably true. Uh, I, I'd rather uh, you don't even. I'd rather not. Okay, you don't even want to say what industry it is. Well, I'll tell you, it's medical. Okay, medical. Good enough. Medical in Arkansas. Okay, so so you get this call, you're on furlough, you're not coming back. Does furlough mean you get paid or you don't get paid? 
No, no pay. No pay. Is that severance or is that just nothing? No, furloughs when they uh, make you take off a few days and they don't pay you. Right. You know, they make the government employees do it. Right. No, this is, they're, they're spinning it as furlough right now, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm not totally confident that it's going to come back. Right. Furlough may, might up. become severance or, or just being laid exactly. off or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Hattie, thank you again for, for bringing us here the best. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you very much. A little applause for oh Hattie, my gosh, everybody. Stop Come it. On. I just, just got, right. made you some soda stream. This is important. <laughs> so, we've got Derek on the line. He's from Arkansas. He's the one that uh, he's uh, been put on yes. furlough. He works in the medical industry. Hmm. And he, he knew that uh, this was going to happen, but he's been there for five years. Five years. Yeah. And all of a sudden now he's on furlough. He doesn't know what's going to happen. That's scary. It is scary, but are you, uh, may I ask you some personal questions, Derek? Sure. Do you, uh, do you have a family to support? I do. I, uh, I have a wife, no kids yet. Okay. Does your, may I ask him more personal questions? Uh, yeah, you can, you can have three. Okay. Three. No, go ahead. Uh, does, like a no, genie. I can do this in three, <laughs> three more or three total. Have I used one or does that count as a question? Uh, is that another yeah, question? Yeah, have uh, I used them up? <laughs> Yeah, we're going with the genie rules here. All right. My second question then is, uh, does your wife work and can she help support while you figure out what the heck you're going to do next? Uh, yes and no. She's actually, um, she's been trying to get full employment for a while and hasn't been succeeding. So you're screwed. And that's what you're, that's what you're worried about is, right? Do you have any money in the bank yeah. is my third question. Do you have any money in the bank? Not not a whole lot. Uh, actually, I was going to move down to Austin and start hunting for jobs last year, and um, that that fell through because we had an emergency. Mm. Uh, Buddy, you've been running into some hard times, huh? I guess I have. What's what, what line of work are you I mean, in? What do you, medical. What do you that's that's don't ask him. Oh. Medical. I know, but I mean, like, what... Okay, don't because no, he maybe you'll, maybe you can hire him. That's what you're thinking. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to hire him personally, but I was curious what you know exactly. Um, you know, you do in medical. I mean, you're a surgeon. Sales. Well, uh, I work for a medical imaging company. Oh. Um, I do research. Oh, do you read the scans? Could you look at one of my scans? No, but I see a lot of them. <laughs> okay, could you tell if mine has an emergent condition or not? If I if I showed it to you, I'll email it to you. I could make something up. <laughs> no, I'm doing enough of that. All right. So, Dr. Von Nostrin. So this is the thing. Austin, first of all, let me just props out to Austin. Austin is the capital of Texas. Texas is the capital of the United States of America. So first of all, know Amen. this. Know world. this. Know this. Second of all, this is a great place to move to. You, you know, you, there's tons of jobs here. There's a great economy, except for days like today. It's really nice weather here. And, uh, and, and so plus one for Austin, but that aside, I know someone who lives in Arkansas and, uh, it's a very affordable housing, but that's about all you got going for you there. Have you yeah. ever, have you considered yeah, you have family? See, and that's something that's tough is you need that support structure. You're probably going to need that support structure right now more than ever. Yeah, although it hasn't really helped me tremendously over the past couple of years, just because there are relatively few job opportunities that I really want to get into. Yeah, This is a great area if you 
really are into corporate stewardry because uh, we've got Walmart, we've got all the all You're the corporations up here. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. I, I went to college in Arkansas, so I'm a little familiar with uh, how that place oh, works. Oh, so. well, you went out there? Uh, I was in Fayetteville a couple of weeks ago, actually. I just realized that. But I went sure. to Hendrix uh, in Conway. All right. So you're, you've, got a, you've got a really crappy situation right now because you're, yeah, on, you're uh, on furlough and it might go away. Your wife is not fully employed. You don't have much money in the bank. I mean, what, the, you basically got you. So you, you're in medical imaging, but it sounds like you've got some other situation that could that's sitting there ready to happen. Like, do you have a business idea? Are you moonlighting, doing iOS development or Android development or something, or what? Well, I've been playing around with teaching myself Rails in my spare time. Good choice. Uh, I've uh, I've got a few things uh, on. Uh, on the back burners, but I haven't really gotten anything where I've uh, developed a job skill intensively. One interesting thing about this job is that it's been morphing pretty much continuously since I got it, which uh, makes me worry about how I'm going to write my resume if I don't even have a, a concrete job title. <laughs> You mean, what do you mean concrete job title? Well, uh, like you don't have a job title right now or? Use an example if you don't want to say whatever it is you're doing. Well, it's, uh, yeah, that basically since my job's, uh, job responsibilities have been changing so much, mm-hmm. it doesn't really reflect what I do uh, usually. I think a lot of uh, companies understand that. I mean, especially, you know, the economy yeah. in the past few years, you know, I mean, people see big gaps and whatnot and people's, many people's resumes and they, they know that, you know, it's the economy is a big part of that. But um, now if you, here's what I'm going to tell you, Derek. Okay. It doesn't sound to me like you have a skill set ready to go so that you can hit the ground running and start writing Rails apps or something like that. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who would who would take you on as a junior developer if you knew what you were doing and and get you started with something and pay you to do it. But that just seems like a tough route to go. It, can can you can you work in your field anywhere else? I mean, th- this seems like a stupid thing, but like, can you find another job? Well, uh, I'm not really sure. I. I don't really have a whole lot of connections in my industry because I'm one of the only employees for my my uh, for my employer in right. the state. Do there are there any other companies in town that do something similar or related that your experience there would translate well to do that were hiring or that uh, could the, take you on? Not that I not that I know of, but uh, I certainly am going to be asking around over the next week. Is the kind of job that you have something that uh, you have a degree in or for that you went to college for, or is it a, a like a, a job you learned a, a trade? Or I mean, do you have a degree? I got a generalist degree, and this is just what I uh, wandered into. How long have you been doing this for? Five years. What did you do before it? Before that was college. Okay, so you graduated from this college. Is my you first have job out of college, first real job. Okay, so you're you're in your mid twenties. Uh, I'm thirty now. Okay, you're thirty now. So, yeah. were you in the military? 
No, I just <laughs> took my time getting through college. All right, I'm just so you just have that military sound to me. <laughs> oh, I. Sloke was in the military. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, so listen. So listen. Here's what I yeah. think he doesn't want to talk about. Because it. it's covert <laughs> stuff. It's spy stuff. I'm tying my shoelaces again <laughs> repeatedly. <right>. So <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. I mean, you're in a very tough situation, and it's a very real situation. And this is a very serious situation. Because you're going to have to figure out what you and your wife are going to do and where you guys are going to go. Uh, in order to uh, in order to sort things out and, and figure out what you're going to do, it's not like you can jump in and start your own business because it sounds like the skills that you have and, and where you've been spending your time and energy isn't the thing that you've been doing for your full time job. So the idea of you being able to yeah. just say, "Oh, by the way, I've been building Rails, uh, you know, apps on the side, and now I can go and quit my job and just go and build them full time because I have some interest from a couple clients." That, well, you don't have that. And the chances of you being able to go out and build that right now, that's pretty tough. And then you're saying that you don't think you can uh, go and work for a different employer in town because maybe there aren't any and because you don't have a whole lot of contracts. I mean, this is going to sound like really dumb, but could you not just like search the job boards and see if there's anything else in your town or a neighboring town? I I would also suggest um, looking locally and then, you know, nationally for trade shows related to your industry. Yeah. And you go to trade shows and you can, uh, you know, make contacts and stuff like that um, at those. And I mean, you know, it's it's a worthwhile investment, in my opinion, uh, to to do that. Yeah. And a little it, bit. And it sounds like you're very niche. And, uh, Dan, like you said, uh, sorry, because I, I said it sounds like you have a very niche uh, job and field that you're in. A bit, yeah. Um, part of it's that uh, the main, my main job responsibilities and the thing that I was hired for is not really particularly what I'm passionate about, um, and uh, some of the other things have been have been the, the bigger, the, the non-job title uh, parts of my job have been the bigger ones. The people um, in the chat room, by I'm the way, really Derek, sure. Derek, the people in the chat yeah. room, the jackals are saying medical research, there's a lot of medical research, it's a really big field. Yeah. They're saying it's a huge field. They're saying RSNA, which uh, I thought was that uh, flesh-eating virus, but apparently it's a conference or something. <laughs> uh, and it's a big trade show or something. Isn't that RSNA, the one that, that you get? That's and then like, M- MRSA. 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 Hmm. K- is that different flu? from KMFDA? L-O-L-M-A-N. Okay. <laughs> but there's there's a guy, Space Bass, says, uh, I have links to some other Stooges jobs in PAC, PAC's industry, which I guess is what he's in, which would allow work from oh, home. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody else uh, tweeted me, Nick Nick Ward said, if the Arkansas caller is interested in computer vision research, my group in Boston is hiring. He says it's space base, not space bass. But I, I like the idea of a fish in space better. You know, the fish is swimming in, in outer space. space like that. All right. Can I offer some just concrete advice I wish I'd gotten the day I got fired? Yeah. Um, like, go home, hug your wife. If you're already there, hug her again. Uh, find <laughs> find your social network. Like, get close. Tell them what's happening. A lot of people have this, like, there's a stigma. Like, hey, I just got, you know, furloughed, fired, or whatever. Screw that. Be honest. Like, this is a crappy economy. I am experiencing it. I'm going to need you guys around. Then look at your, I mean, this is kind of what we've been doing for the last few minutes is your assets and your, and not deficits, whatever, assets and debts, right? Like, you're not only monetary, but also like 
what skills you have, what passions you have, make those little T charts. And like doing that for me was exceedingly like useful because I was able to say, okay, look, I have a cell phone. Do I really need a cell phone now that I'm going to be living with my parents for so long? And for you, consider like trimming, trim every expense you have, like trim it to the bone. Like, oh, I shouldn't really have Spotify and Netflix and Hulu. (laughs) I mean, dump it all, get one cell phone between the two of you that's prepaid for emergencies only. Like, because do this for the long haul. I disagree with that, but... Well, he he sells cell phones. I guess no, so. I don't. But no, no <laughs> a cell phone is your lifeblood too, because you know, I mean, they can do a lot of things. I, I agree with Michael. I don't agree about the cell phone, but continue. Yeah, but, but, everything but else you said, right. is but, he's right. but he's right about the bigger Google picture. Voice. Forward that number. Anyway, point is, uh, trim as much as you can. Pretend that you're going to be in this situation right. for three years, and then beat that expectation by two and a half years. You know, don't go into this thinking, okay, this is nine months. I'll take a couple months off. I'll travel, whatever. This is not that environment. Go get a job, then start worrying about, you know, all the other crap. You know what? This is the, I mean, of all the things that Shlok just said, (laughs) go get a job is the number one thing. And this is the thing. Listen, listen, listen to me, Derek. Listen to me, Derek. Then I'm going to let you low. Listen to me. Hear me now. Believe me later. I'm here. When, when I was there and I had been uh, uh, laid off that one job or fired or whatever it was. Yeah, I think I was fired from that. That was the one where, remember, I had the uh, the resignation letter in my pocket ready to go, and he was about to fire me, and I I He I resigned before he could was So stupid, you. I would have got severance and everything. What an idiot. Anyway, when I was going to do that, and I got out of it, and I said to, to, uh, to my wife, I said, listen, if I don't have the income that I want, now I was planning on starting my own business. You're not in a position to do that. Don't, you know, don't kid yourself. You're not, you're not right now. You can be, and I'll tell you what, I'm willing to bet I'm willing to bet that this never happens to you again. I'm willing to bet that whatever job you take right now, you're going to get a job, you're going to pay your bills, and guess what you're going to do from 7 to 11 p.m., five days a week, and all weekend long? You're going to teach yourself Rails, or you're going to teach yourself Android or iOS development, and you're going to come out the other side with something, and then you're never going to be in this situation again, are you? I know you're not. I know you're not. But here's the point. Find another job. Go and find that other job. And I told my wife, I said, listen, I don't care what I'll take a, you know, I'll take a third shift tech support job that's 10 years below my experience level if I have to, so that I'm making money. I'm not telling you to go. The constant flow of cash. The flow of cash. coming regardless of what it is. You know cash, let me tell you something about money. It's like the ocean, okay? (laughs) This is not a joke, Shalok, but thanks for laughing. This is one of my fundamental beliefs. Hattie? I know, I'm paying attention. Money is like the ocean, okay? There's tons and tons and tons of money out there and it comes in like waves and you have to be prepared for when the wave comes in and when it's low tide, when it's high tide. You need to be prepared for that if you can be. That's your goal every single day. You're about to face a really, really low tide, okay? So you got to pay attention to that and you've got to make it so that the next time there's a low tide, you're not in this situation again. So go and find a job. And you know what? If it, I'm not telling you to go flip burgers, okay? But go flip burgers if you have to. Yes. You know? Have money coming in. There's no reason, unless you're going to tell me that every burger joint in your town is fully staffed, there's something you can do. There's something that you can do, however awful it is, because every minute you spend flipping burgers or, you know, maybe... Uh, Maybe you find something that's a little different from flipping burgers, maybe a little better, pays a little better. You're going to hate it. 
and you're going to you're going to turn that hatred and that anger and that frustration into something that motivates you to find a better job so you get back on your feet and then you start teaching yourself that other thing there's a great ways to learn it and you know what when when someone wants to go and hire a rails developer they're going to say well what projects have you done and you say well you know what i taught myself how to do rails and i contributed to these five open source projects and here's the work that i did on github you can go check it out but I'm still just getting started and I'd really like a chance and they're going to hire you. And that's how that's going to go down. All right. So I have confidence in you, Derek, but you, I got to let you go, but you need to call me back and tell me uh, what, what happens. Update to us. You. Yeah. Give me an update. Don't, uh, uh, do. don't be a schmuck about it. <laughs> All right. Good luck to you. I'm worried about it. All right. Bye. Good luck. Bye. Bye. I'm more really worried about Derek. I know. California has been on hold for 40 minutes. Wow. Where is he actually from? I don't know. California. California. I these up. Um, my name is Dimitri. I'm uh, probably one of your younger listeners. I'm only 21. Oh, I love that. And, yeah. Uh, Very And young. I'm contemplating quitting from the little leagues and going into the big world pretty much. And I wanted to know if you had any advice for uh, throwing away college and going into your own business. Okay. All right. Hang on a second. I knew we'd get one of these eventually. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting it. for this I know, call, me Hattie. too. I've been waiting <laughs> for this call. A <laughs> uh, little background. Uh, both of my parents have advanced degrees. My grandfather has an advanced degree. Uh, my mom is a lifelong college English professor. My father worked <laughs> at a university his entire career. My aunt runs the library at a university. My cousins both have advanced degrees. I barely got my bachelor's. So I have a little bit of a different opinion about education than some other people. And I can also tell you that some of the people that I have known and admire most never finished their degree. I'll give you an example of this. I think I can say this. Dan Cederholm, one of the best designers. I'll say this in the world. Last time I talked to him about it, I, I it was a while ago, but yeah, you know, he didn't finish college. But look at the work that he's done. So I'm going to tell you on the record, finishing college is not required to be amazing. No. Finishing college is not required to do the most amazing things that anybody's ever seen. Just ask Dan Cedarum. Now, mm-hmm. here's another take on. Right. And I have some things to chime in with. I would love to hear that. Finishing college... What it does is it says, now you're talking about going and starting your own business. I'll get to that. Finishing college. Michael, did you finish college? Of course. Yeah. Of I course. Mean, Do you hear the response? Well, of course. He's, no, that, no, that, that, that would be that, my... Freeze it. That, that's the best response you could have given to me. Thank you for that. Oh, God, I, w- I owe you five bucks. <laughs> well, wait, I got dinner uh, the last time. So finishing college, here's what this says. This says, what's your name? Dimitri. 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 It says Dimitri is capable of finishing things. Exactly. That's that's, that's what a college degree is about. Dimitri is capable of doing this thing that all of these other people have done Mm -hmm. that shows that they are qualified to complete this thing. And that if I went to college, they put in the time and they didn't didn't quit. Uh Uh-huh. And they put in the time and they came out the other side and they have this piece of paper that says, I can complete this thing. Mm-hmm. I can do this thing. And when I, as a college graduate, am interviewing you down the road, I'm going to say, where did you go to school? Oh, I went to this school, but I didn't finish. 
Right, your eyebrow kind of goes up. Why You're didn't you finish? Because of- you seem like a really put together, smart guy, Dimitri. Why didn't you finish mm-hmm. your, your school? How much do you have left, Dimitri? How much? I have three months, so I am finishing. Three oh, months. Okay. okay. I was like, yeah. He is finishing. <laughs> right, you're finishing. That's what you just. He said. just said he was yeah. going to quit school. No, but then he just said he's going to finish. No, Dimitri, I, I what are you doing? Very early. Like I, I plowed through it for the past two years, and I'm, I'm really sick of not being able to have time to do stuff that I want to do. Three months though. Mostly- no, wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, two months, then quit. Also, I mean, I I had friends in college that, you know, like they really wanted to be entrepreneurs. They wanted to start their own business. They were ready to do it. They had the mindset and they had, you know, the means and the people that they wanted to work with. But, you know, everybody's still in college. So what they did was they just kind of banded together and made their own. They started their own business in college while it, right. like in the middle of their senior year. And I mean, they got a port. It was a design firm, and they got a portfolio to de- together, and they had huge clients. But that you're saying they didn't quit school. They did not quit school. They did school and work at the same time, and I think that looked even better on resumes. I would be super impressed, right? With right. That. Because you could juggle the two things at once: finish school and finish projects constantly. I mean, that's. But this awesome. goes back to Dan's thing, right? Like <clears throat> one of those two things suffers. Like you can graduate from college. That's not hard. If you graduate with a two point, yeah. you know, whatever, 1.3, you're still graduated. <laughs> right. Right. Like you've got the degree. More power to you. I'm okay with finishing college. I don't know if you should care about college if you have a successful running business on the side. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, if you got something on the side that, you know, I mean, plenty of people, Dell, uh, Zuckerberg, I mean, a lot of people, you know, but they did it while they were in college and it was successful while they were in college. They didn't just like quit college. Okay, so now here's an exception successful. to this. Here's an exception to this. Let's say you already invented something, Demetri, and you put it out there, and you're you're now making a million bucks a year from this thing, right? It's an app. A million, but there is something. Okay. How? When? Listen, I don't need you to get really specific, but give me an idea. When you say not quite a million, because not quite a million to me says eight nine hundred grand. Close to hundred. Okay. So you're you're making some real money off this, but you've only got three months. You've only got three months. Finish it. Yeah, just... just. Is, is that the question? Is that the question? No, so my question is more of, um, I guess I'm scared of what to do after college. Do, do right the thing that's making you a few thing. hundred grand a year. Yeah. Do that thing. Or I'll do it for you. Or just hand it <laughs> off? Yeah, I mean, there's a few of us here in the room who could probably run it pretty good. What I mean... Do that thing. What are you actually scared of? I mean, that's not a... You know, a lot of fear. people A lot of people graduate college and they go and they sit in their parents' couch. They sit on their mom's couch and let their mom make them fluffernutters. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. <laughs> if you've got something that's making you money, like, great, finish your degree and do it. And you know what? If it... if if how, Three months. I mean, how long is a semester? Are you, aren't, aren't you in a semester right now? Quarters. Quarters. So, so, oh, okay. So. You got one quarter left. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you're saying yeah. you can't finish that? Why? Because you're afraid the thing that makes you a few hundred grand a year is going to go away if you don't devote full time to it? Is that the concern? Or you're just tired? No, I, not being able to continually plow out great products one another. Do you think that the business will go away in three months and not be recoverable if you don't devote yourself full time to it? Is that the concern? Yes. Do you have anything that would so- back that up? Um, it's steadily declining since I made it uh, five years ago when it came out. 
Yeah, listen, if you have one semester left and if this thing is making you, you know, good amount of money um, and if you really feel like it's, uh, you know, that it's suffering because you're dedicating too much time to school or studies or whatever, you know, either, you know, don't spend as much time on your studies and, you know, you'll end up getting C's and D's or just take that, you know, stop, put the semester on hold, you know, and put full force on this. And I'm you can worried, always come I'm back. I'm worried he won't come back, though. Well, no, you can always come back. It's one yeah. semester. <laughs> I'm worried. I, mean, he, I'm, I know he could come back. I'm worried he's already he won't come back. more money than don't. most people. Then he's already, like, making more money than I'm, 99% of the people. You know, if that thing is making you that kind of money, you know, go where, that's, yeah, where that that's is. That's good advice, but I'm, I'm worried about that. You're ta- we're talking about college. We're talking the last three months of college. Like, phone right, it like, in, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I was only taking, like, not under nine hours the last semester. I Even mean, if you're taking a full load and a half, like, just phone yeah. it in. Like, get the Ds. Get yeah. The, get Seriously. Yeah. Can, I mean, what, what, what's... Okay, in your classes right now, Dimitri, what, are, what kind of grades do you have in the classes right now? A's, right? You got A's, right? B's. Okay, I mean... <laughs> You know, like do what Shlok is saying, get D's. Right, yeah, like, get D's. Like, something. Yeah, just yeah. Get, get enough to graduate. Yes, in a, in just a deliberate graduate. way, though. Uh-huh. Don't just like check out. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. You know, figure out, figure yeah. out if you, you know, if you get B, a B on the next test, right. and then the rest I need of them at least, D's. I need at least a seventy on everything right. from here on out. Then, then get just the 70. make seventy. That's it. <laughs> and and the advantage, though, don't spend a lot of time doing that. Like right. the, the advantage is your time, right? Yeah. So yeah. bare minimum time mm-hmm. investment. Get the best grade you can for that yeah and then focus on this thing and you know what you know what if you wind up not graduating (laughs) then then do then space the rest of it out but just don't detach from school until you got the degree take whatever the min i don't know what it is where you go to school dimitri but usually there's some minimum number of classes that you need to take in order to stay enrolled as a maybe it's two classes i think it's Maybe it's four. I don't remember. I think in Texas it's twelve mm-hmm. is your full time credits. Student. Twelve is credits, so that or twelve hours. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's twelve hours. Maybe even be a part time student. What I'm saying is, stay enrolled and finish. Even if you're taking one or two classes a semester, whatever you need to stay. But do it and, so it's not it. a detriment. But just detriment. don't walk away from this thing. But congratulations on you that you've got this uh, business that's running so well. But that's what, what I would do. Did he say what the business is? He won't say. Oh, he won't say. Okay. Yeah, it's an app. I can say. What, what is, is it? it? It's Mochi Development Inc. So we make iOS apps. Okay. Uh, and by we, I mean I. Yeah. <laughs> well played. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm going to let you go, but but this is what I would do. Do what Shlok says, phone it in. And then, and then if, if, if there's, you wind up not graduating because you didn't finish a class or two, finish them next semester, but just do the one or two classes that you didn't, you didn't finish and just get, put that behind you, but finish it, man. Finish it. College is easy if you're not okay. paying attention. Yeah. There you go. They should be a junior sponsor. That would be so cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. So listen, thanks for the call. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Let us Bye. know what happens. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I'm worried about him, but okay. I'm going to go to uh, Virginia. Is she still there? <laughs> or is did you type in one name, Virginia? No, that's the state, Virginia. The, <laughs> but not the woman, else? Virginia. Correct. Okay, I'm going to do Vancouver then. I think. <laughs> if I if I can if I can make this. Site work. All right, Virginia, Vancouver, Vancouver. Hello. Hey. Howdy, Dan. It's great to talk to you. Who are you? Uh, I'm Greg. Greg. And uh, I guess uh, my uh, story of quitting uh, is that uh, three years ago I was doing uh, freelance web dev and barely hacking it. 
and uh, got the opportunity to become a bike courier and did that for two and a half years That's cool. until this week. And <clears throat> sorry, uh, we'll be going back to a corporate stooge job and couldn't be more happy about it because uh, the money will be good and I'll actually have benefits. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I'll enjoy my life more. <laughs> okay, so here's what you're saying. You pick, you took a corporate stooge job. You're going to go into work now, five days a week, nine to five. I did this. I ran my own business. And I was up in that in that room, in that like converted attic room. It was not, it, it, it was freaking hot in the summer and it was ice cold in the winter. And I, in order to not freeze, I had to sit there. I had to have a heater you know, those little space heaters going on my feet. And I those. had to put one of these stupid cats on my lap just to keep keep warm because I couldn't just... And I would wear like one of those little... Hattie, what do you call that hat that you don't, you say I shouldn't ever, ever wear? Uh, it looks like an upturned or upside down bucket. Well, what's the name of that? Like a, It looks like a fisherman's hat, but not like a cool old felt one, like a bucket. <laughs> I'll look it up. Anyway, you know, yeah, I would wear that. I'd wear a sweatshirt. I'd wear sweatpants. And all I would do is sit up in there and eat scones. Bucket hat. No, not like a bucket hat. I'm talking about the warm kind, the kind you wear like in the snow. Oh, a beanie. I always thought you were talking about the bucket hat. No, I'm talking about a beanie. Oh, these are terrible. No, remember, I, but I brought one and you said, don't don't wear that. Yes, a beanie. Or as they say in Canada, toque. Toque. Okay, so, um, uh, you know, and I sat up there in that attic and I wrote a code and I did this seven days a week, 15 hours a day. And I did it. And I was always trying to get new clients. I was always doing this. And it killed me. It nearly killed me. And when I found a client that wanted me to turn, turn permanent, that wanted me to work with them full time. Oh, my God, dude. I was like, thank you. Yes, I would love to work full time. And I know I'll make less than I have been making, but I don't care. I want to work nine to five. I want to stop working at 5 p.m., and not think about anything until the next day at nine. No, I, I know better. That's not actually true. It never works that way. But I still worked a lot less than I did. And I was so burnt out. And I was so grateful, just like you're saying, I was so grateful to quit my own, my own company and go work for somebody else and let them worry about everything else and let a check just come in the mail every two weeks like it was supposed to instead of me having to go and fight for it, fight clients for it. So congratulations to you for quitting your business. And uh, I'm still young, so uh, there's there's still hope that I won't be a corporate stooge forever. Well, here's the thing: is going in and, and going into the corporate stooge world with your eyes open is very different from being stuck in it and not knowing how you got there. The fact that, like like Michael, that you've already run a business and had some success with it, even if it was hard, you know what it means. So that down the road. You're not going to be like, oh, man, I want to go run my own business. This can yeah. be a blast. This can be wonderful. The reality is it might really, really suck. Well, you know what it's going to be like now. So good luck to you and congratulations. And thanks very much for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks. And I, I just wanted to say that one of the coolest things being a bike career in this modern age was yeah. listening to podcasts all day long <laughs> and five by five comprised a significant portion of what I was listening to while dodging traffic. Awesome. Yeah, that, is that is a, such a cool story. I have a cool image of you riding around in, uh, in, you know, downtown Vancouver listening to the shows, man. Thanks so much. Thanks. Cheers. Take care of yourself. What a great call. He quit his, he quit his own thing. He's going to back to the corporate world. Knowing when to do that is really hard. 
but it's, I mean, you need to once in a while. Yeah. Breathe. You know what? Let it be their problem for a little while. <laughs> Take a break. Let it be their problem. Wouldn't that be nice, Mike? Well, yeah. Cause I mean, the thing is when you, uh, when you have your own business, you know, you gotta be the one that's running the books. You gotta be, you know, doing the sales generation, you know, everything you gotta do everything. Whereas where you're working, you know, in a corporate setting, you know, you just have your tasks and you gotta, you know, worry about that. You don't have to worry about, you know, if the books are being balanced or anything yeah. like that. Just show up, do your job, do a yeah. good job, be done with it. Okay. Virginia, not, not Virginia, the woman, but Virginia, the <laughs> city. I think, I think you're thinking of the Commonwealth. Oh, okay. How are you? How are you, Virginia? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, this is Roger. It's um, Space Base in the, uh, in the chat room. <laughs> space Base um, or Space Bass. Space, space, space Bass, if you prefer. So listen, I, I, was, um, I was calling to tell you my story. I quit this week, but I am more interested in exploring an idea that came up earlier. And that's, I don't know, maybe it's two ideas and we can pick one or both, but you tell me. And, and one is there seems to be this theme that comes back around of of either embracing or exploring creativity. And that to me is maybe a proxy for a number of things. And I'd, I'd be curious to get your opinion about it. But it seems to me to be about um, getting out of environments where independent thought or independent contribution or even your own time and space management are stifled. Uh, and I'm curious if that's what you mean by that or or if you really mean creative work that's artistic work or you know, some other um, kind of traditional definition of creativity. That's a great question. I mean, for me, wow, we're almost at two hours, Hattie. I know. This is insane. I need for you to uh, ring a little bell every time that uh, we hit the, the quarter hour. I'll ring one right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing some sort of crazy seal dance. Here. Well, you I can, don't know. You can which... find it. So when, what, uh, when what? I talk about creative stuff, you, you the thing on the bottom right lets you see a little. No, I know. But when am I supposed to ring this bell? Every 15 minutes. Oh. Okay. Uh, you know, I think when, when I talk about creative stuff, uh, I'm always thinking about anything that makes the wheels in your brain kind of turn. You know, that's, that's to me what I think of when I talk about creative. I'm not necessarily saying it has to be art. I consider programming and software development to be very creative. So where do you put the idea of like the, um, you know, like the famous Google 20% time? I mean, is that, um, are, are there things that, that stooge like companies could do to enable or allow for creativity that would, that would keep some of us from burning out? Hmm. I think it's more structural than that, right? You can give me, I have 20% of my time, whether I tell you or not, right? <laughs> um, I, I'm, probably listening to something or watching something, whatever. When somebody's not over my shoulder, I'm doing it. I think it's more the a structure and the people in power um, understanding that, that people want to work, right? I mean, you hire people who want to work and uh, treat them like adults. Like, you have a job to do, do it. And I will guide you along the way. I'll help you do it. But your time is your own. That, to me, is the biggest thing. It doesn't have to be 20%. It's not some percentage. It's your time is your own. Do your tasks or you're out. I mean, we're a performance culture. This is what we do. And if you do perform, great. Do whatever you want. Work from Tahiti. Work from, you know, your, be at your house. Don't take a day off to be with your sick kid. Like, work whenever you want. That kind of approach, which requires a real kind of leadership and a real kind of structure that's amenable to that, that's not too concerned with, like, how many hours did you build on Tuesday at 3 o'clock, 
That's important. And I think that's the way you pull that one off. No, that's good advice. So, can, I, can I tag onto that and kind of question the definition of, of stooge a little bit? So your, your comment there is a really good one about the, um, you know, being a, a production-based culture. But what about, what about jobs where it is all about production? You know? And so, so Derek and I share a common industry in, in the medical field. There's a lot of jobs that are all about production. If you're seeing patients every day, mm-hmm. that's a production job largely. And, and I see the burnout and that happen all the time. And it's, it's, it's not somebody who works in a cubicle and it's not somebody who wears loafers. It's somebody who wears clogs and scrubs and works in a in a slightly different setting, but that to me feels very stooge-like. So how do you protect that time? How do you keep them from feeling like a stooge or, or those of us who work in a field like that from feeling like a stooge? I mean, so when you're doing that job, do you have ideas? Are you able to implement those ideas or do you just kind of zone out all day? No, I don't have ideas personally. I okay. try not to. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a different boat. I'm, I'm, um, so I, I quit a job at a, um, as a leader or a manager in that, in that area. Mm-hmm. And a concern of mine is, um, in, in that next role, in that next position, how do I make sure that I'm, I'm not, that the people who work for me don't go home every night and say, I want to call this show because I feel the same way. And how do I make sure I don't feel the same way because I work for somebody that makes me feel like that. Yeah. I think, I mean, cause you're basically describing like an assembly line, right? And I yeah, don't, I don't mean to diminish like. it, yeah. but it is a factor. No, it is. It's, it's production work. Exactly. Right. And, so I think the best model for that is probably Toyota in that they have an amazing retention rate. It's not based around unions. It's based around like a culture where each person is empowered. You know, the, the idea there is that anybody on this on the floor can pull the pull the string and stop the whole thing if they believe that something is not going right. Right. That's just one example of like the empowerment that person has despite being, you know, in front attaching to the widget to the wadget. I invented the word watch it right then, but right. So there's this idea of like empowerment that is like, look, we know the job sucks. We're going to do our best to minimize the pain and, um, and empower you to do, if you have ideas, great. If you don't have ideas, you are still in a position of power, despite the job being very specific and very, like you say, production driven. Does that make sense? I mean, I think there's great books on Toyota and how they've changed their culture and, and really amped up and, and embraced like the 21st century of production and I'd, I'd hardly recommend those. Well, I'll tell you the piece of me that makes a lot of sense is your idea of, um, you know, that's a lot, there's a lot of production lean in healthcare, but but in particular that idea of being able to stop the service line, or and, and in turn that's kind of a way of saying you have some power, and maybe we we do too much to strip that out. And I hope I'm not overly simplifying that, but I, I really like that idea a lot. Exactly. Thanks for sharing it. Yeah, it's you're not a cog, but you are. <laughs> yeah. All right, Virginia. Well, guys, I'm late in the day, so thanks for letting me join in. Yeah, man. Thanks thanks for for hanging out. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Good luck to you. Thanks for the call. I think you set him straight, Schluck. We got two two people that have been waiting on hold, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. We'll be done. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) It's been almost 10 minutes. All right. I just wanted to play the noise. It's been five minutes. I'm just kidding. I think this is our very, very first call from Kentucky ever. Sounds like he's got his family going in the back. Hello? Wow, that sounds like my house. Seriously, that's, yeah, I don't know what happened to him. That sounds like my house, though. That's any, any given moment of the day. Yeah. Kids running around screaming, everything well, going on. Well, there's kids involved. The sound. So we only have one call left, Ontario. 
think it's Ontario. I don't know. They've been on hold for 21 minutes. Only one call. Last one, last one we're going to take. So if you're calling in now, it's too late. Is this really Ontario? Ontario? Hey, from Brazil, Dan. No, it's Alex. <gasps> it's the Russian. Oh, so how'd excited. you do it, dude? How did you do it? Oh, man. It's like an adventure to do all this uh, maneuvering to get to you today. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for you doing it. This is no the Russian. Idea. This is Alex the, the Russian. Russian. He's here. He's here. Oh, well, thanks for calling. We could have had Dimitri being the Russian today. I know, he, but he doesn't have the Russian accent you do. The Russian accent. Okay, so but, but we can try to do the whole conversation today in Russian. Oh, I'd love it. And you should talk directly to Hattie and she'll do her <laughs> Russian. No, mine's not good. <laughs> so yeah. what's up? What's on your mind, dude? It's, so been, a long, it's no. been a long week since the last time we talked. I'll tell you that. I know. It was a tremendous week. And, and today I ran from the airport to get here to talk to you. Wow. Thank you so much. Well, I'm so glad you made oh. it. There you go. I just checked in to give me something good for an interview. No, I, I wanted to um, to call in. I, I, I don't know if Virginia is still on the line. No, she's gone, but I know she's listening. She uh, would never not listen. Uh, okay. No, no, she's, she's great. She's doing great. Um, I wanted to tell you that this week we had some, um, and I can't reveal who the person is, but with a recording artist um, back in uh, in Canada, and uh, this uh, this particular artist decided to quit the label she was working with. Okay. So we're going completely independent with uh, her next release, and in the coming weeks. But um, you know, it, it, it sounds like some of the artists in the world are. Are, are are completely independent, but when you're working for a for a recording label, you're actually a corporate stooge. That's really and, an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting we, we point to make. In, you're you're totally beholden to them in so many ways. Oh, more than you can imagine. Especially uh, these days with the three sixty deals. I don't know if you can explain later uh, when I'm off the air what it is. But basically, you sign everything concerts. These iTunes, whatever you do, your label takes uh, a, a cut of it, um, and usually they don't like to take any risks. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you still there? Did we lose you? Oh, I think we lost him. Oh no, Dimitri. Dimitri wasn't good enough as a Russian. I'm sorry. We had to, <laughs> we had two almost Russians, then we had the real Russian, a half Russian, and a half. half Russian. He's so Bulgar good, though. His connection Bulgarian? was not very good. No, she was half Bulgarian. Tina half, was half Bulgarian and half, and half Russian. Russian. Okay, that's and I Dimitri... I almost said Ukrainian, but that was not right. Ukrainians are, are pretty cool, too. Mm -hmm. But they're not Russian. Well, I don't know. I'm going to try him. Uh, he, you know, he's going to have to... Oh, man, I want to hear what he have to say. Okay. So, listen. He started something. Let me tell you what a 360 deal is. Okay. The 360 deal, it's, it, this is a relationship between, like, a performer artist, a performing artist, right, and the music industry. And the company says that they'll provide support for the artist. They'll give them advances. They'll give them money for touring, right? That kind of thing. And the, in, the, in return, the artist says, okay, I'll give you a percentage of all of my income. Well, they're gone. <laughs> Including sales of recorded music. I mean, live performances, all of that stuff. That's worse than what authors get. That, that's a crazy deal. Yeah. So it made sense that the person he was describing left that behind. That's... 
So I think, I think the it made more sense just back died. in the day, right? The when, uh, Welcome when to YouTube the 5 by 5 college network. distribution <laughs> methods weren't there. Yeah. All right, so let's... Bring... You're now on the air. All right, thank you, honey. <laughs> All right, are you back? No, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Well, we tried. He was at least on the show. For he was on the, at least we didn't have a show without him. <laughs> anyway, this is what Yay. that deal is that he's talking about. And he's saying that, that these people, it's possibly to be a corporate stooge in any industry. I mean, Shlok, you were a corporate stooge. I was. In, co- a covert one. <laughs> uh, not so much. In, in a, at a think tank. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely possible. Patty's the only one here that hasn't been one. I mean, I worked at Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. You did. Nordstrom? Mm-hmm. And then you wait a minute, you worked at that other place. I don't want to say the name of it. You always In talk town? about it. Yeah, the other one before this. Oh, yeah, no, but that's not Corpus Stoogie because that's with my family. So No, no, not that one. The design thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that See? one. <laughs> but that wasn't Corpus Stoogie either. That wasn't? Not really. I mean, it was in a room like this with three other people, so. That's very Stoogie, though. It's not Stoogie. <laughs> kind of Stoogie. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Well, he's trying back. All right, we'll give him one last shot. We'll give him one last shot. Alex. Yeah, it went. Uh, it he's went, cutting out, man. You're breaking my heart. You know what, Alex? You're I'm breaking give, up and you're breaking my I'm heart. I'm going to give you a special Skype line next week, Alex, just for you. And if you don't abuse it. Do that. All right. No, I will not abuse it. Believe me. He sounds will, so much better right be now. I know he does. You sound pretty good now, Alex. It was pretty bad on your end, but anyway, I, it, it, what can I tell you? It was fine on this side. I can see the the network here. Okay, so I don't know where I ended up. Uh, where I got oh, tough. All right. Oh, come on. All okay. right, Alex, okay. you're breaking we'll, up. We'll you're do breaking. it next week. All right, we'll do it next week. We'll do it. All right. He's. <laughs> I love that guy, though. I like. He's, he's so like, cute. yeah, it's on your end. So. All right, that's fine. <laughs> so listen. This is a lot of calls. We got some great calls today. There's people who don't like the calls, Hattie. Do they listen to the show? I don't know. They're saying <laughs> they don't like the calls. Who? I'd be curious as to why. Who's saying? Who? Who is saying this? <laughs> I don't know, but it brings me down. Don't don't listen to the show then. If you don't <laughs> like to listen, just saying. <laughs> Not keep listening, but maybe <laughs> don't look maybe at me like that. Call in. Call in and tell us why. In. I would yeah. love to be here for that. Call in and tell us why. Yeah. Yeah. Call in if you don't like the calls and you're still yeah. listening through all this, call in and or, tell or me just, why. Here's what they say. They say they like us. when I they say when I they like when I tell the stories. So next week you're a good oh, like they more, they I'm like gonna the... start out with a story okay. and I'm gonna end with a story. And now everybody now will be happy. happy. I think that's a great idea. My stories generally contain a lot of misery and a lot of frustration. A lot of anger. A lot of anger. You're a very good storyteller. So the children's stories. Yeah, those are the children's (laughs) stories. Those actually are the children's stories. All right. So uh, listen, I appreciate everyone who called in. You know what? We haven't been getting a lot of voicemails, probably because I have neglected uh, to play them on the air, but that doesn't mean I don't listen to them. And uh, 512-222-8141 is the voicemail number. 512, Shlok. 512. Say it with me. 222. 512-222-8141. Eight one four one four one. Hopefully. 512-222-8141. See, I want to get you doing that. I want you to do the intro. But in a confident way. <laughs> I want you to do the intro. I want you to do the sponsor reads. No, I'm never doing the intro because that's all you. Yeah, I'll never do the intro. Sorry. What about a pre-intro no, that has the phone it. numbers or something? Uh, 
Maybe. All right. Or right, but you right will do after the, the show sponsor starts. because if you do yeah, the sponsor, the it'll sponsor. give me a chance to lay down <laughs> during the show. Right. No right one's laying on down. You got to keep your energy up. Well, it's by quit. laying down, <laughs> let's put the song takes back the on. show. We'll put the song back on. All right. So if you want to, we don't have a Twitter account for this, so you can just follow me on Twitter, Dan Benjamin, on Twitter, and uh, the folks who are with me here, Michael. Do you want? Uh, do you want? Do you want people following you on Twitter? Or do you not want them knowing who you are? No, it's fine. Um, who are you? Under? I'll just uh, next time. <laughs> ne- next time, you don't want me to put your Twitter in the show notes. Oh uh, yeah. What it's, is it? No, it's, uh, uh, contract gurus. Oh, that's that's your thing, contract gurus. Yeah, so people can go there and they can follow us. Get <laughs> get updates on. Uh, that's not gonna be you personally law. though. Well, I don't have a personal one. I mean, you don't have- we, we post through that. <gasps> what about your personal brand? <gasps> oh, no. Oh, I have contractgurus.com in there. Shlok. You're just Shloki. Shloki. Mm-hmm. S-H-L-O-K-Y. Yep. You're there. And you, and you don't even have, is your avatar is is the Siri icon. You you know I'm going to give you a hard time about that, He's right? He's always with first us. Of all, first of all, <laughs> first of all, stealing the brand. No. Well, yes. Okay. So first of all, you're stealing the brand. Second of all, if I was to walk into a room and look for Shloki, I'm going to see a Siri icon. I'm going to expect <laughs> to walk up to a Siri icon and talk to that. That's but then you realize <gasps> he's got a face. And number three, Shloki is a nice looking man. He's not, he has nothing to hide. Represent that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is, he is, there's no reason to hide behind the Siri icon. Well, I'm not hiding. It was it was a branding initiative. I know, but I would like your branding initiative you know to be do the initiative. Is your of you. picture could be you, and the background of your Twitter could be. Uh-huh. Could work. That's a good transition. Could work. Ding. And you saw the images Idea. I made of you over the weekend. And those are not going anywhere. I think I like the one with the eye patch. The so, eye patch and I is think the best that one. one. I think that one. <laughs> I've, the, I've the pipe, chosen that. And the pipe the coming out. Good too. That's my chosen avatar for yeah. you. That was all pretty scary. All right, so uh, so you can follow him on Twitter. Hattie uh, is at Hattie Bird uh, on Twitter. And I would love to hear from you, so call that voicemail number. Love to take your call and uh, and just chat, see if there's anything that uh, we can do to fix you, fix you up. Maybe tune in for some updates from those people that called this week. I would love to hear updates. I really hope people college, keep calling Dimitri that. from college and... Uh, and Alex from Russia. Well, Alex from Russia, but also the guy that got uh, fired. The uh, guy that got fired. Or the, uh, the furlough. And I really want to hear back from Tina and find out where she's acting, where we can see her shows. Uh, it's all about the people. All of the links are at 5x5.tv slash quit slash six. We really appreciate uh, all of you tuning in today. Uh, couldn't do it without you guys, of course, and without the great calls. Next week, I'll tell some stories. Have a good week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>